What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Long Twos Podcast. Uh, if you guys don't remember who I am because it's been so long, I'm your host, Chad Larson. And, you know, we're talking about bringing the Long Twos back. It's been too long since we've done it. I think last time was, what, right at the beginning of the playoffs? It was a minute ago. So, <laughs> early bubble. Exactly. Early bubble talk. So, and you hear him, and you hear him right here with us. The only person that we could bring, bring on to dive into this mailbag with us is our boy Emery Crawford. Emery, how are you today, man? I'm chilling, man. Always chilling. <laughs> what do you have what do you have to say? How you feeling? How you feeling coming on right now? Oh, I feel great, man. I just <laughs> want to talk some hoop, man. It's feel good. How'd you how'd you feel about the bubble? In general, how'd you feel about the bubble? Yo, I love the bubble, but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The bubble was good hoop, bro. The, bu- <laughs> the bubble was good that, bump. That's man. one of the <laughs> like sneakily the bubble like produced a lot better. To me, it produced a lot better quality than what the playoffs usually produce, it was especially more intimate, in the early I'll rounds. Say that. Yeah, it was more intimate. Yeah, like I really see what's going on. <laughs> I'll say this: I don't think Miami makes the finals if they're not in the bubble, and that might be a hot take. You might be, you might be right, might but be right. but to me, it's a compliment to them because it shows that they're just the mental, mentally in. toughest team they in the East. They locked in. I like that. Yeah, that's how they beat Milwaukee. Mental toughness. Yeah. If, I, I will say this: If that would have been in the arena, them versus yeah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee because Milwaukee would have home court yeah, too. They, they might would have yeah, got them. That's tough. That's tough. But man, look, as we said at the top, we're going to go ahead and dive into this mailbag. Man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. You guys sent in a lot of great questions, and we're just going to go ahead and, and dive right into it. First question coming from our good friend Marquise Dancy: uh, Who is the biggest threat to the Lakers outside of Brooklyn this year? Outside of Brooklyn. Now that's a good question because the outside of Brooklyn kind of kind of says a I'm lot, about to say right? That's what that's what most people coming in this year they want Brooklyn to be them dudes that to face the Lakers. Yeah. To be honest with you, I really don't see nobody that's that made that much of an improvement to dethrone them yet. To be honest. Okay, so you're saying. I don't think they're going to repeat. I'm not going to say they're going to repeat, but okay. I think it'll be harder for them to repeat. But yeah. I think they're still going to be one of the best teams in the league. And let's and I agree with you because I think they're one going to be one of the best. Um, watch, um, you know, the the Lakers off season to me was probably one of the best off seasons out of any team. It was. I mean, to for me to get Montrez Harrell at two for nineteen. <laughs> Like that is steal. that's a steal because him and Schroeder can be the new version of Lou Will and 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 Harold. I like it. And to me, I almost I don't I don't like uh you know I don't like Schroeder better than Lou Will to me, but to me Schroeder's shown that he can be more versatile as a player. He can say, play on and more, off more. He'll give you more playmaking than Lou Williams. He'll give you. He's a dog. He'll give you what Lou Williams can bring, but he can pass it a little bit better than Lou. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Dennis Schroeder was sixth man of the year, wasn't he? I no, he got snubbed. It was Montrez. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He got to snubbed. Me, to he should have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was crazy to me. That was crazy. So they got sixth man and the runner Yeah, I was say, they got sixth man and the runner-up. So that was a great move. I will say one move for them that I didn't love that we were kind of talking about a minute ago before we started recording not a big, not the biggest fan of the West Matthews signing. Makes sense. A lot, a lot of people don't think he's going to bring much value to them. Me personally, I think he's going to bring enough value. He's okay. a defensive minded dude, and he can shoot the three a little yeah. bit. You know enough. Yeah, yeah. I you think I, mean? I think shooting wise, he definitely is bringing what the Lakers need because to me, he's a better shooter definitely than what Danny yeah. Green was for them. To I me, think he will be. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I mean, he had a pretty good year in Milwaukee mm-hmm. last year. Like, it's not like. They're signing a guy who's washed or anything like that. But 
I just don't, to me, with L.A., they still have the same number one question, and that's who's defending like a point guard or, or a smaller guard for them. Because I don't think Wes Matthews can do it better than what Danny Green was doing last year. And that's where the problem comes in because, uh, you know, with losing Avery Bradley, with losing Rondo, I mean, Rondo ain't the best defender nowadays. Yeah. But, but he could turn it on when he needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll at least, he knows what to do. Yeah. So them not having like a that type of guard is, I don't know. Yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either, man, but that's Brooklyn that's, that's kind of weird. Though, that, and I was going to say Golden State before the clay stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think they have enough anymore. I don't think so, yeah. What, um, so it's also useful to talk about Brooklyn then on why we see Brooklyn as, you know, I mean, why everyone's talking about mm-hmm. why Brooklyn, you know, why, why Brooklyn. Obviously, you know, you start at the top of the list, you see Kevin Durant's name, there's mm-hmm. automatically why. Yeah, right? you, because you got that, to. Yeah. Every team he's been on for the past, you know, and granted, I know he was on Golden State, but even on a less talented OKC team, he was still making them a title contender every year. Mm-hmm. So he was about a decade straight of, you know, him being a title contender. I got a question for you about KD. Do you think he's going to be 25, 28 in that range of night this he, year coming up? I definitely do. And the thing is, I think he's going to be on a mission to show the league that he's back as a player. Um, I know he never. I know he's not really big on the. You know, the limelight or, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that people... He doesn't really care about people's approval of him. Mm-hmm. But I think in his mind, he wants to show... You know, because when... Let's think about it. The last time we really saw KD, he was hooping in the 2019 playoffs and was the best player in the league. Of like, course, no yeah. doubt, he was, was the best dude. player. He, yeah, he's that dude. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only dudes that make me nervous going up against Bron. I'll be honest. He's one of those. Yeah, exactly. He's a bucket. He's one of those. Like, he's a guy who... I mean, when they were going against Cleveland in the finals, like, you were saying, okay, KD and Braun are going to play the same. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never been able to be said in Braun's <laughs> career besides, yeah. like, his rookie year. Because you know what KD going to bring. He's mm-hmm. not scared of anybody that no. steps in front of him. Exactly. So like... I mean, and then in that 19 or in that nineteen playoffs, he was putting up 40 pieces in that mm-hmm. Clippers series. <laughs> See, when he's... 50 in the clinching game, I think. And that makes me I so think. mad because that's when I think he was really getting into that peak yeah. of nobody can stop me. Yeah, and, and the thing is, happen, he so. was just, he was only shooting the shots that were his shots too. Yeah, he knew where to get like, to and yeah. how to raise over anybody. He, he was getting to that nail on either side, mm-hmm. posting it, facing it, and then was just dominating from there. So if he's back to I don't of course I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent of that yeah. what we're talking about, but, but I, if he's I think, half I, of that. <laughs> I think it's reasonable to to say that he'll be about at least eighty to ninety percent of the guy he was before the injury. From what I heard, no minutes restrictions coming yeah. into the uh, season because you know it's been so long. I was gonna say extra time off. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been at this point it's been like a year and a half since he's so played. So he's coming out full throttle, yeah. along with the pieces they picked up in Brooklyn, along with a healthy Kyrie. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna and, be honest. and I'll be honest. For me, the Kyrie piece is what makes me nervous. Oh no! Right, oh, I'm no. not. I know. I know. Okay, I know. so I'm a Kyrie fan, so I want to hear. Yeah. To me, it's just the look when he is on the court. He has a super specific skill set that I think he is probably one of the best in the league at doing. Mm-hmm. As far as his, he can create a shot whenever he wants. Like that is undoubtable. I will never question that about him. The lack of defensive <laughs> ability at all. And okay, so I'll not to cut you off. No, no, no. Go to ahead. Defend go ahead. the defense part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we get it, Kyrie. Okay, when you're one of those type scores, especially like this year, I you're wasn't right. judging this defense this year. You're because right. You're right. You got to scare that carry that scoring load, but I have seen him in the playoffs lock in on defense before. Okay, and, and I will say that. Well, that's the thing. I agree. When he, 
But I saw him lock in the one year for Cleveland mm-hmm. against Golden State. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since then. And you he's played right. in a lot of playoff you games since. You might be right, especially not in Boston. Yeah, I was going right. to say, Boston, Yeah, and even if you wipe away the Boston, it's still just, the way he left Cleveland was weird. And I know it wasn't his fault. That was really, I mean, Braun was trying to get him traded every single day <laughs> behind we're his not, back. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I, look, hey, I've accepted, like, I, I, I actually love Braun now. But back then, Braun was making Bron questionable a, um, decisions. Bron, it's something with Braun, but Kyrie forced his way out of Cleveland. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Kyrie, to me, him as a as your one and as your primary ball handler, because mm-hmm. that's what I think was the best part about him playing next to Braun is that he didn't have to handle the ball all the time. Yeah, because Braun is a playmaker yeah. at heart. So. But at the end of the day, like, KD's not a one. So KD he's gonna have play. to fill into that playmaker role, is what you're saying, like yeah, and more I, than and I and I'm not I'm com- I'm confident in Kyrie putting up 25, Here's but I'm not confident thing. in him running the team. Here's my thing, you, his confidence in KD, I think, is at a, like a thousand percent. So hundred percent. Here's yeah. what I think. I don't think, and this is funny to say, I don't think he was that. I don't think he looked at Braun and what he looked at KD as far as the score. I agree. I agree. I think I think as soon as gone Braun, goodness, as soon as Braun got there, I feel like there was never, they never gelled. I think he still think he was the better scorer than Braun. Yeah. I don't think he thinks he's a better scorer than KD. Yeah. So I think he's gonna automatically say here. Well, because I think he always had like kind of a chip with a, a chip on his shoulder, even while playing with Braun, because you know he had to. He had to prove that he was, you know, a, an elite guy yeah, before he, Braun got there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you're the reason why we're getting our heads beat in all the time mm-hmm. now. And then it's like, you know, then Braun comes and it's like Braun's saving the day. Kyrie's like, man, look <laughs> at look at me, though. I get, I'm a much better player I, now. I look at Kyrie and I get why he'd be mad at certain things. So if you're a young player and Braun comes there. Yeah, that was another thing. Him being young was yeah, just another so part of it. Yeah, so when you're young-minded like that, you like, so if we lose, it's on our me. fault, and yeah. if we win, it's you're you're the reason we yeah, won. So exactly. I get why he was feeling exactly. that way. But and I think and really, it was more Katie. Kevin Love than it was Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie would would get some of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of I course. think a guy on Kyrie's level, or a guy who saw himself on the level that he mm-hmm. saw himself on, he's like, dude, I, I shouldn't be dealing with this. I yeah, should so be he got get, about it. Yeah, like he thought he should have been getting the bronze treatment. So here's what I say regarding Kyrie again. Uh, I think his mentality is a little different playing a lot alongside a guy like KD rather than Bron. Okay. I think he I think he's ready to be like, okay, if I got to give him the rock, that is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's very yeah, true. If I, he got 40 right now, give him the ball. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. And, and you're right. It's just to me, well, let's also talk about the pieces around those two, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, we've course. noticed L.A. showed us that they can have the I, – I mean, to me, Braun and, and AD are the best duo in the NBA. Yeah, it's a very great duo, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, pretty much two top five players, hard to argue that, yeah. right? No no other team has that. Mm-hmm. But they show that even with a duo that strong, you still need the, the other guys to at least be able to hold yeah, their own. You need the Kuzmas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you need a KCP to go mm-hmm. off in the finals. And I hate KCP. He was really big in the playoffs. But he was big for them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he really was. I will uh, say that. Yeah, I mean, he had key moments. Um, Rondo. I Caruso. mean, all of a sudden, Caruso. Yeah. I I wasn't gonna say Caruso because you know I'm I'm the white guy who's saying Caruso, but I'm yo Caruso was a good basketball player. I want people to know. I, I was gonna say, but Caruso did his thing. He knows what to do on the court. You know man. what I mean? Caruso definitely did his thing, but I mean, heck, there was talk about Rondo and being part of a new big three in the playoffs. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, what 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 guys from Brooklyn do you see that are really gonna they're gonna be able to trust? Because that's what it's about. Is what guys is Steve Nash 
who is another wild card that we could talk about. <laughs> what is Steve? Who is Steve Nash going to be able to trust? Okay, so their their roster. You got the vert. That's yeah. probably their next option, right? I would say so. So him being with Katie and Kyrie, he's going to get a lot of good looks. I'll yeah. be honest with you. With the all. I don't know how great – I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know how great of an offensive mind Steve Nash is. We know he's an offensive yeah. mind, but when it comes to these X's and yeah, goals, I was say that's we don't know that yet. It's different so, when, you're, when you're executing it versus drawing it So if it you up. put these guys out there and they're running some bullshit, it might not – you know what I mean? <laughs> but Karis LeVert is, is going to depend on them X's and O's, I think, because he's not going to have the ball as much as he probably would want to. But yeah. I think I think they're going to figure out that they're going to have to give him some plays to this ISO. Do you? They're going to have to yeah. in order for him to be effective. He's and one I, of those type players. I think another good part about him is, you know, let's be honest, Kyrie and KD are two guys who, you know, fair or unfair, they're labeled as injury-prone type of guys. For sure. So And they're going to probably manage them, especially KD, you know, coming off the Achilles. Yeah, yeah you got to. Definitely going to manage gotta him. Got to watch him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, So and then Karis, you know, as we saw in the bubble, you know, how effective he was at it, eh. Um, I thought that situation he was in in the bubble was very tough. It was a bad one, but he yeah. showed that. But he showed he that, can carry yeah, the he team. Can go still. <laughs> you know, I mean, that Toronto team was a good team, and he was, like, putting them toe-to-toe in a couple of those games. Yeah, so. I like it. So I think Karras will be able to give some of that lead playmaker ability mm-hmm. when K- KD or Kyrie isn't available. Yeah, so and next we'll go to Dinwiddie. Yeah, I... You, you got to, a beef with Dinwiddie? No, no, no. Oh, here's I was the, about to no, say. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a Dinwiddie I, lo- I love Dinwiddie as a player. I just hate the situation he's in right now. He's in an awkward, very awkward situation because he's so good. Yeah. But he's behind these guys that you you know you're not going to play. And he knows but that. But the thing is, he see, I don't know. I think he he's looks gonna at. He's going to play a lot, though. I man. think he. I was talking about the yeah. him knowing it. I mm-hmm. think he looks at Kyrie and is like, I'm just as good as this guy. But I follow him on Twitter and shit. Well, I've been following him since he was in like college and shit. Okay. And if you look shout at, out shout out Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at like his like personality, he'll be on Twitter. He'll say like, Yeah, I know I'm supposed to come off the bench because these niggas are champions and yeah. all stars. So, but when he's off that bench, it's his squad. That's how yeah. he look at it. Like yeah. I'm out here. I'm I'm gonna do me now. True, but, but that's the thing. Then it means like he almost exclusively has to play outside of when KD or Kyrie. And, and then it's like what you're playing five minutes a game. And I think. <laughs> like, Quiet is kept. I think he knows that Kyrie's an injury prone dude. Yeah, yeah. He just be sitting there. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. The same thing that he we did talked it this year, just past the year. The same thing that we talked about with Karis LeVert can kind of apply to Dinwiddie because mm-hmm. I would say Karis would probably more fill that Kevin Durant like wing type yeah. of role. Dinwiddie would be more of the option when uh, when Kyrie is out. When Kyrie got hurt last year, Dinwiddie came up and, and put picked up all-star it up. numbers. I was going to yeah. say, he picked he it up. up. all-star numbers, bro. Because before that, it was his name was all over trade rumors. I think he almost played himself out of the trade rumors he because did. he just played so well for them. I, I was at the D.C. game. Kyrie got hurt that game, yeah. of course. Yeah. And Dinwiddie was cooking. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. He was cooking because that's, that's the type of player he is. He see a moment, yeah. he going to go. Yeah, that was... I remember that one. There were a lot <laughs> it was of tough, a nasty one. It was a nasty there one. There were a lot of tough D.C. games. Yeah, this year. yeah, yeah. That I'll was a weird that. one. I'll just say that. The, I, just, just on a side note, I still never understand how Chris Middleton got 50 in D.C. We don't even need to talk about it. We don't even need to talk about it. It's just something. <laughs> a lot of people got 50 this year. Yeah, one of say, the worst defenses out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so we talked about L.A. We talked about Brooklyn. Is there... I mean, when we're talking about championship team, I feel like we have to discuss Milwaukee. Right before we get off Brooklyn, though, 
Okay. I think Jared Allen is a big piece for them too as well. Man, I, I do too, and I don't. <laughs> I under, better start him over. DeAndre I, I was gonna Jordan. say I understand DeAndre Jordan is the best best is everyone's best friend in the whole NBA, mm-hmm. but come on, man, Jared Allen is a better player right now. I think and he, he be will be best, a better player yeah, I think in the he future. Be one of the best defensive bigs in the league, but we can go ahead with Milwaukee. Yeah, that, that, no, that was a good shot yeah. on Jared Allen. But yeah, Milwaukee. I mean, I feel like. You know, for them, it it truly is title or bust this year. So I feel I like so, yeah. they need to be talked about in the title conversation. It's the Giannis year, bro. It's that year of make or break. Is he out? Mm-hmm. Are y'all going to show that y'all going to put pieces around or at least make him feel like he wants to stay? Or yeah. if not, he's gone. This is just how it goes. This is the business, bro. Yeah, and what do you think of their, <laughs> the, like, take away the, because the thing is, you have to look at it just off of, what they look like at the end of last year versus, and what are they going to look like on opening night? Forget about the Bogdanovich disaster, fiasco, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> By the it. way, they could have really used him, but that's another story. I, <laughs> and I, I heard Giannis is mad about and, it. Yeah, and the thing is, everyone can say, you know, because that's the thing. Everyone's been saying, because Milwaukee's probably the most talked about team right now mm-hmm. outside of L.A. and Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure, with that Drew Holiday piece. Exactly, and people are talking about their offseason – you know, they made that all-in trade, trading away three first-round picks and two pick swaps mm-hmm. to get Drew Holiday. Um, they gave up Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, which, to me, I didn't I didn't think Eric Bledsoe was that much worse than Drew Holiday anyway. <laughs> but that, I, I don't know. I don't know about that I one. I think uh, they got more of a scoring guard, which is what they needed. I mm-hmm. think Drew Holiday is going to be looked at this year. I think his role will be different than what it was for New Orleans. I think his role will be more of, we want you to be a playmaker too, but we want you to be able to be that cushion of a scorer behind Giannis with Middleton too. Yeah, like they want him to be that third scorer. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. But it's just mm-hmm. like you look at what, like you look at like what their best version of Milwaukee is. It has Drew Holiday playing without the ball, spotting up on the perimeter, which I'm just not as confident in him is. You know, mm-hmm. or, I'm just not as confident that he is able to do that. Because, yeah, he needs the ball in his hands. Yeah, like he just—he's just a better. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like he's just a better player when he has the ball in his hands. A lot of players are like that, and uh, I hope that um, what they got Budenholzer. He's the coach, right? Yeah. I hope he and I got questions about him as well. You, you he's and real me both. iffy to me, but I hope he can find a way to uh, make that Drew Holiday thing work. Because it should work. He's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And they still have Brooke Lopez as well. Um, they have all the pieces still that they were mm-hmm. going to give up for for middle or for. I like uh, what they got for Bogdanovich. Yeah, what what is their what is their closing five to you? Like like in a game, let's say they're playing the Lakers in the games in a game or they're playing Brooklyn game seven Eastern Conference Finals. What five is out there in the last five minutes? Okay, so for Milwaukee, you gotta have Giannis. Of course, you're gonna have yeah. Middleton. And Drew Holiday, are, yeah. they're gonna. I was gonna say, I feel floor. like all three of those guys are like nailed on, like no doubt, hundred percent. Those other two pieces, they mostly. I mean, they like to put in what well, Dante starts for them, right? Divincenzo, I think he was. See, I don't know if he's gonna be in a closing lineup. That's what I'm that's saying. A, yeah, but that's I think the thing. He starts. Yeah, but I want to. But I know <laughs> he starts. That's the thing. You can kind of start whoever. I want to know yeah. who's closing. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he'll be closing. I don't think Brooke Lopez will be closing either. Maybe though. Maybe it depends on what kind of game Brooke is having. Brooke, I was gonna say. I think Brooke is a situational guy <laughs> yeah, in the sense is. that, like, if they're like, it depends on because that's the thing. Them and Brooklyn both have different situational mm-hmm. closing fives. 
that's the thing. I don't know who those other two are, and that's a big yeah. question. Yeah, right? exactly. I don't know who, who they and, can put. And I feel like last year the question was who are the three to put around Middleton and Giannis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they solved one more guy, but they gave up a lot of stuff to not give up get those other two names. They, I think their problem was they fucked up a, seasons ago when it's biting them in the ass now with Brogdon. Yeah, they fucked up with him because he should be there. Given given the blood so extension instead of yeah. paying Brogdon, Brogdon should be there, and they would have a different situation right now, probably. It's just hard for me to criticize, the, and I'm not really the biggest fan of Milwaukee in, mm-hmm. in general. But it's hard for me to criticize the Brogdon move because Milwaukee knew his medical as good as anybody. Okay, and true. if the, and if they didn't feel comfortable giving him the money because of medical, may, I kind of have to defer to them on that one. You might be right. I kind of have to. But I mean, yeah. That but no, completely. If you're talking about for this season coming up, it's definitely better to have Brogdon than to not have. And him. I think that's biting him. But I mean, I don't know who those other two will be in the closing lineup. To be for real with you, the other than those three we named, I don't. We're gonna have to see. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then that, that's the only thing why I think we kind of are keeping Milwaukee from joining that conversation. Yeah, they right there on the outside, like right there. Yeah, and then another team that I want to talk about that. You know, people kind of debate if they improve themselves in the offseason. You know, when you talk about the Lakers, I feel like naturally now you have to bring up the Clippers as well. Okay. What, where are you with them? Because, you know, I don't think either one of us are necessarily saying they're on that same level they, as the I Lakers. I think they are a worse team than last year. But with that being said, I don't think they're – they're still going to be one of the best teams in the West, I think. Uh, I think PG will have a better year having a full <laughs> year under his belt. I think he'll have a better uh, playoff too. Hopefully, I don't know if he. It, I think I, it would be safe year, to say that he'll have a better playoffs because it can't really say, get yeah. much worse. I think that whole last year was rocky for him because it was up and down. He was Definitely. coming off injury. He the offense is new. Everything is new. I think this year to be new coaches. So I don't know. I really don't know what to. I mean, it's Ty Lue, so it's not really a new coach. Yeah. He was there last year, so they yeah. can implement some of the same things. But, but I mean, him and Ty Lue in a new role is. It's always you're basically mm-hmm. a brand new guy when you're in a new role. Yeah, to so be honest. I guess it depends on. I think PG is gonna have a better year. That's what I'm. De- and I think Kawhi is gonna be Kawhi. Yeah. They signed uh, Marcus Morris back, which. Man, what did you four for sixty four for Marcus Morris? I'm not mad at it, when, but but when Jay Crowder goes for three for thirty, you don't have to give Marcus Morris. It makes you look at that four. dude a little bit different. He should be getting less than sixty, but because to me, Jay Crowder is almost a better player than Marcus Morris, and you're getting him for less money on less years. Yeah, and, and you know it's hard for me to say this, but Jay Crowder might. I wouldn't say he's better than Marcus Morris, but, but he, I mean, he's as far not, as a team player, yeah. he, he might Especially be Especially for piece. that team. Yeah. Because Marcus Morris, I feel like he he's going to want the ball some. He is one of those dudes when he gets the ball, he's a black Like, goal. he's going to want to ISO it a little yeah. bit. I don't know how much better the Clippers got. They look worse than last year with losing Montrez six man of the year. Yeah. They lose Montrez. The Lou Will, Patrick Beverly situation, I feel like is weird. They're saying their Lou names have, trade talks. I was going to yeah. say, their names have been all over so trade talks know, the whole summer. I don't summer. know what we're going to look at. I don't know what Clipper team we're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> to I, I be don't honest know. with you. To me, it's They just, didn't improve, I can tell you that much. Yeah. That, that's a, yeah. To, to me, when you don't have that super... Because I'll be honest, Paul George, I loved you in Indiana. I thought you were... <laughs> whatever in OKC. I'll be honest, I can't I don't feel like I can count on him as a second second guy right now. We're not going to do that. We're not, but, we're, we're but, not but here's the thing. <laughs> we're not going to do this. No, and here's the thing. <laughs> I love Paul George as much as anybody, but I just I, I mean, in the playoffs, what does his record show? 
Okay, well, I will say this, and I'm one of the biggest Paul George fans, of course. But what I will say is playoffs, I can't defend them. Yeah. I cannot defend those playoff numbers. They're shitty numbers. Yeah. But as far as the second option, he can get you 25 a night. On a, him in his, in his real bag, he's 25 a night. He going to be that second best player easily on mm-hmm. the team. Some nights the first best. Yeah. Now, will we get that PG in the playoffs again? I, I really – so, we're going to have to wait to the playoffs again because it's yeah. really questions with him now in the playoffs. Like, exactly. real. Like, exactly. That's what I'm so saying. So, like, we're going to have to wait and see. But I think he – me personally, I think he's going to have a way better playoffs, way better year. I okay. think he's going to have a pretty good year, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I'm I think not, he might have an all-star year. To be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out there and say that. I'll say – I, think he's I gonna agree have he's going to have an all-star year. I mean, to me, with his talent and his ability, that's like – so like I expect he, the Clippers he can, to he hover can, where they've been at. They're going to hover right there around where they're at. Paul George can can sleepwalk into an all-star yeah, spot. Yeah, that yeah, just yeah. shows how good of a player he is, how talented he is. They're they going to be right there in that pack. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on how those pieces fall with injuries and shit. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to depend on that. I don't think they are chip ready, though. I don't think they just automatic chip. Another <laughs> weird move, like sneaky move for them that was just really weird to me. Why are you giving up Landry Shamit to get Luke Kennard? Bro. Isn't Luke Kennard a guy who wants to have the ball in his hands, too? So, I'm going to come out and say this. You just reminded me this. I think that was some of the dumbest shit I've seen this offseason, bro. You, bro I, first of all, I think okay, Luke first Kennard off, sucks. First, I'm going to say that. First off, let's just put it on the premise of this. You allowed Detroit to win a trade. Literally. Like, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, you gave up Landry Shamit, who... I mean, I don't think he played amazing in the bubble or whatever, but he's but, a shooter. But two years ago, he was closing games yeah, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a guy that in you, the can, you can use on any team, I'll be honest. 100%. Luke, Luke Kennard is supposed to be a shooter, but he he likes to get shit off the dribble. He, mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't think he's that good. I don't know how he's going to fit with this Clipper yeah. team, but he's going to play. Like, he wants to play and pick and roll, I feel like. He likes to dribble the ball a yeah, lot, bro. Like, and I don't know like how. Like, majority of his good scoring moments are, like, mm-hmm. off the dribble mid-range. Yeah, pull and up. it's like, where does that put you on that I don't that know team? how he fits with that team. Because Kawhi be wants to dominate the mid-range. That's a fact. Marcus that he is Morris, their mid-range. Marcus yeah, yeah, Morris yeah. wants to play in the mid-range. Even PG go mid-range sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he will, he will, <laughs> yeah. he will. See, so that's what I'm saying. So then all of a sudden you have five guys out there who all want to play in the mid-range. And they, not only are they playing mid-range, they take tough mid-range yeah, shots. Yeah, exactly. All of them. Like, exactly. I'm talking about like contestants. And, and the thing ones. is, you can throw Lou Williams in there as well. For sure, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. he's still on the team or whatever his situation is. I really don't know what's going to be going on with this Clipper team. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be situational, and, bro. And I will <laughs> like, say, I will say one move for them that I did like. I like the Ibaka pickup. Okay. Ibaka two for nineteen to me, like for them, for them, just for the Clippers, because I did say I like the Harrow signing. For them, mm-hmm. between Ibaka and Harrow, I think they made the smarter choice by picking Ibaka, because no, Ibaka, Ibaka gives you a better. little more size. He gives you more size for AD. Yeah. So and Jokic. I think that's what they were looking at when they thought about like they thought about it defensively. Of course, Montrez will bring you more offensively, but defensively. Ibaka will be that. Like he'll he'll yeah. actually defend better yeah. than Montreal Ibaka, by far. Yeah, yeah, Ibaka can definitely defend, <laughs> and he can and he can space it a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's think not, he'll be okay this year. Yeah, yeah. With that team at least. <laughs> yeah. So overall, though, still we both agree. I think Clippers a little bit worse. A little bit worse, but they're gonna be right there where they was. Yeah. They got a chance to, I guess, go the, to the, the chip. The, maybe the the Lou Will piece is a wild card, right? That yeah. if they can it's spin that in into something yeah. and. If they can spin that to me into like a defender who can also who can also maybe shoot a little bit, see then you might push the table. Yeah, like yeah. what's uh like what's that contract? Eight million. 
Give it, um... Alright, I don't have anybody. Else. <laughs> I was about to I say I don't anybody. know who I don't know what who they can get. Yeah. But if they can pull something up, if they can get something done, they can push the they can push them up a little bit more if they can get somebody else. Definitely, definitely. And man, uh all right, with that being said, I think that pretty much covers the the, the, the that question, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you that's, agree? That's probably your top four. And you know, it's a couple teams out there on the outer outer edge, but Okay. And a team that we did not talk about the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I was thinking about them when I just was talking about them outer teams. <laughs> and Chase Deaton wants to know a couple things about Boston. One, are they a title contender? Just straight up, are they a title contender and why or why not? And then what should they have done with Kemba in this offseason? <laughs> well, I'll start off. Uh, yes, they are title contender. Will they win this year coming up? Probably not. But yeah. they, they are a title contender if you're going to look at it from the outside looking in. They got pieces. Now, with them losing Gordon, I don't know if it hurts them, you know, that much. Because when you got – you just re-signed Tatum, you got Brown. Now, with Kemba, though, I don't know how well he fits with Boston. Yeah. I think they should have traded him, but I don't mind him there. You know what I mean? He is a good player. Yeah. We're not going to say he sucks, but to, to he me, was iffy. Yeah, to me, if I'm them, I would look to get a better defensive version Mm-hmm. But yeah. the thing is, you, you can't really get a good defensive guard for the outfit. But the thing is, you don't need the offensive output as much, honestly. Yeah. Because you, Tatum, because of what Tatum is Tatum doing. is their cushion, and mm-hmm. that's who they need. And they, they obviously put the money into him. They know what's going on. Yeah. You got to put the money into him. Yeah. So he's going to be the important piece for them. Mm-hmm. I, I hope Kimba plays better. I, I will say, though, yeah, I was going to say, that was what I thought before, before the Gordon Hayward stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that Gordon's not there, I think it makes sense to keep Kemba because – like we kind of said, yeah. you're not going to get another playmaker on Kemba's level who can defend. Yeah. For for the same type of money. Yeah, Boston, they, they're a contender. Uh, I think they uh, it's going to be just one of those years like last year. It's going to come down to can you outplay one of these teams in the playoffs? That's what it's going to come down to me. Who did they even draft? Who did, who did Boston draft, man? Uh, nah, no one. But that's the thing is I don't think they drafted anybody they drafted who's going to shoot Oh, Andrew Neesmith. Nies- so I was about to say he could play. I mean, he'll come in there maybe. Can he? He'll come in there and hit some jumpers, maybe. I mean, I hope. <laughs> I don't know if he's tough enough, honestly, to play. Yeah, for them I don't. I don't know what they got going on, but if he can come in, if he can come in to be a shooter for them, that'll be a plus. I mean, that'll be a plus. I don't know if that's gonna happen though. So okay, the the, the one thing I do want to say about Boston before I kind of talk about how they, I'll start with the positives with them before I get mm-hmm. into the camp, the Gordon Hayward thing. Great pickup, Tristan Thompson, to me, like. To me, Tristan Thompson, I don't know what type of deal he got, but I think they got him for two. I think he kind of got the similar deal yeah. as the Ibaka and Montrez. Yeah. It was like a two for 19, two for 20, something like that. When you get that, to me, that was the best signing out of those three guys. Like, if you mm-hmm. put all three of those guys on the same level, because I think Thompson is the one that you can no doubt know is going to be able to play for you in the crunch, in the crunch time. He's going to rebound the ball. That's one thing. He he's going to rebound. And, and, he's, and he can switch out on the guards. Yeah, he'll get out like, there and, like he, and try. Yeah, he. Yeah. But but that's ninety percent of it right there is him trying. That's what it comes down to, effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. will give you that. Yeah, I mean, hell, he was doing it on Cleveland last year when they were playing like <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're one of the worst teams in the East, and that's coming from a Wizards fan. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I love the Tristan Thompson signing. However, to not be able to get anything back for Hayward is an atrocity. That's a loss. When yeah. their salary is the way it is, mm-hmm. that's an atrocity. 
They, I know they're pissed about that. Like, I, I know they like, are. But, but you have to, you have to look at Charlotte and say like, hey, we'll take whatever. Like Charlotte has a ton of bad contracts. They could have got something. We'll take whatever your. We'll, we'll take your bad contract. <laughs> yeah, they could have got. We'll, yo, we'll take whatever. Charlotte got a lot of young pieces. A lot of. Yeah, could have got something. Like that's the thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll even throw you a pick. We'll throw you yeah. a pick. Just allow us to get something back for and Gordon Hayward. Because so the thing is, now with their salary, they can't sign anybody. Yeah, they stuck right now with that team yeah. they got. But like they're they put stuck that money with into boy, so they're stuck go. with Kemba Tatum and Jalen Brown for the next two years, pretty much. Well, all I gotta say is they lucky they got Tatum. Oh yeah, no doubt. No because doubt. he's a superstar, and I think he can. I think he's just gonna keep getting better. So however far he can take you, of course Brown is good too. Brown is good. So however far that duo can take you, mm-hmm. hopefully Kemba can. Have a better playoffs. He had a good season last year. I'm, yeah. I don't want people to. Think uh, the he bubble, sucks. the bubble was bad for him, but yeah, yeah. but the bubble, like we talked about, the bubble was bad for a lot of people. Yeah, he played bad in the bubble, and it left a bad taste in people's mouths. Absolutely, and that's just what it comes down to. Absolutely. So I mean, yeah, they are a contender to answer the question. Yeah, they yeah. are, but we'll see. Okay, and and to just put a ball on it, to be fair, if I'm Boston, if the price for for Gordon Hayward was four for one twenty, <laughs> then I can understand why they kind of let him walk. I mean, at that point, you got to be like, okay, y'all willing to pay? Because you can't be getting Kemba, or you can't <laughs> sign Gordon Hayward for thirty million a year. Bro, he's overpaid for sure. Like, I, I, but he did what he had to do. <laughs> trust me, it's for his, salute to him. <laughs> yeah, word. Like, salute to him for getting his bag. I just hope he doesn't turn into and DC fans cover your ears for a second. I hope he doesn't turn into the Jan Mahinmi of Charlotte. <laughs> oh my God, Ooh, man, we don't even gotta start with with that guy. Send chills down every DC fan's <laughs> back. It's yeah, but yeah. So I just hope he's not the next Jan Mahinmi. Yeah. And of course he's not gonna be. Gordon's a way more talented he's a, player. He's a good player. No, no matter what, he'll be able to at least affect them in offense some at type least of way. For, at the least fifteen a night, and that's at the least. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, yeah. With that being said, we're gonna take a quick break, and then on the other side, we're gonna get back to some more questions. See y'all. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Long Twos podcast. Got Emery in the house with us. Um, our next question we're going to talk about is another question from Marquise Dancy. Two breakout teams, one from each conference. Nice. I like that question, man. I know that is a really good question. So you want to go first? Well, I was going to give be... it to you. You're the guest. Okay, my You're first one. My first one. I'll just go ahead and say I like I like what Atlanta did in the off season. Now, as far as a breakout team, I'm picking them as a breakout team because. Of what they did in the offseason. Now, will that mesh together? I don't know. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Yeah. To, to me, that's that's the question, right? The Gallinari pickup, he's going to want to play a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't sign. He signed for a large number, $21 million a year for three years. Yeah. <laughs> like, three for 63 is not cheap. Not cheap at all. What I will say is I like they have no choice but to be better than last year. Absolutely. So, this is why I'm picking them as a breakout. I they, I don't know if they're going to be a playoff, but they got a chance to sneak in them playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They do have a chance. Now, if it happens, I don't know. But they got a chance. They they added some dudes. Bogdanovich, I like it. I like him with Trey Young. I so, like, Bogdanovich is officially there, right? Yeah. He's officially to I Atlanta. like him with okay. Trey Young. I think Trey Young is a superstar. That's me personally. I think he's a superstar. He's 30 and 10 tonight. Okay. So, like, I don't – of course, they were shitty last year, but 30 into the night is loud. I'm going to be honest don't with you. Don't get me wrong. If you just look off box score, he is probably <laughs> one of the best players statistically in the entire league. I like him a lot. And there has been no guys that have put up the numbers he's put up. Mm-hmm. With that being said, like you said, his team is shitty. Shit. 
and he's the worst defensive player in the league by a mile. So this is, I mean, they got Capella. He's going to have a full year with Capella to get some lobs in with Capella. I, like. I don't understand the Capella move. <laughs> it's if, a weird one. If you then are going to draft a Kongwu, sixth in the You're draft. Right. I forgot. Because there's no chance those two can play together. See, with the Kongwu, he's going to have to play too because he could be the future with that Trey Young. He could yeah. be one of that. Like, that's the thing, in. like. But you then, gotta play him. but then that puts you in a weird space where you actually gave up capital to get Capella, mm-hmm. and you're paying him real money. It's like, why are you paying him money to, to have him just develop oh, a Congo? Do they still have the same? They got Lloyd Pierce still. Yeah, Lloyd Pierce is still their coach. <laughs> okay, who, so who I don't believe in. I was about to say it's gonna come down to a lot of X's and O's. Ooh, I don't like that for Lloyd. And yeah, I don't know how that's gonna. I like Lloyd Pierce because he's black. Shout out Lloyd Pierce, but yeah, definitely shout out to but, black head coaches. I don't. If he can show some as a like, if he can show some X's and O's, you got some pieces. You got some pieces. Like now. that's like, the thing. I, I don't mind a lot of their picks, honestly, mm-hmm. or a lot of their guys. Because a lot honestly. of them can shoot, and that's what I like. The one I really don't understand. I'm still like, I'll never understand why they took DeAndre Hunter fourth in the draft. You don't like Hunter? I mean, Hunter. Only reason I'm giving him a chance because I, I like giving all the young players at least three years now, three or four years to actually show something. Yeah. But they think Hunter. I always hear Kawhi Leonard as the peak for Hunter. But I don't feel like that's. I don't think that's true either. Yeah. So like we, he'll never be able to sh- to create to me. Because now for him to be a three and D, like a, a efficient three and D, I think he can be that. Uh, yeah, I think he could be the three and D, but he he'll never be able to create off the dribble. Mm-hmm. I don't think the way Kawhi can. So how do you feel about Cam Reddish? So do you think he's gonna have a better year? Because you know he. I think Cam Reddish will have a better yeah. year just because of his talent. I feel like. He was in the lab with somebody I seen the other day that actually I feel like could help him. I'll be honest. I don't know who it was. I'll be honest. I want to see less Instagram pictures from Cam (laughs) Reddish. I want to see less social media activity from him. No, he needs to lock in. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, because that's the thing. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. It was like I'm not really sure like where he is mentally when he's on the court. A lot of those guys that uh, a lot of those younger guys. They don't. It seems like some of them don't. They don't be as locked in as what you would want them be to be. But I think he's gonna have a better year, depending on how much he plays and how well yeah. he plays in those minutes. But then that's the thing is like they just doubled the amount of wings. Yeah. By adding Bogdanovich and Gallinari, and the thing is Bogdanovich isn't going there on a fat contract to go be a sixth man. That's a fact. No. And and Gallinari's not going there on that fat contract he signed to then go be. You know, to go play 20 minutes a game. I'm thinking of Reddish as off the bench. I mean, for right now, yeah, off the bench. Yeah. So if he can come off that bench and actually be something, that's a good sign. Like, that's a great sign. Now, if he will he do that, I don't know. I, I really don't know. With all the moves they made, the one signing that doesn't make sense, and I like this signing in general for Atlanta, but when you include the Bogdanovich and Gallinari moves, plus the fact that you have to play Herder, Reddish, mm-hmm. and Hunter... I don't like the Chris Dunn signing. I forgot they even uh, because up Chris Dunn. because what are you signing Chris Dunn like two years ten million? That's a fair deal. Shout out to Chris Dunn for getting a little bread because there was mm-hmm. real talk about you know him not really having staying power in the league after I think his he, stint uh, in Minnesota. Last year he saved himself a little bit while With showing that he could be a great defender. You yeah, know what I mean that helped him. Yeah, he he definitely because that was the thing that was his reputation in college was his defensive ability, mm-hmm. and then it kind of slipped when he was in Minnesota last year. He looked real, and then good. he kind of brought it back up he in was Chicago. One of the top leaders in steals, so I think he he's gonna play for them. How much? But, but that's is the he thing, the backup is, one? Is he gonna be? I backup? think he's the backup one. But the thing is, I would also like to see him playing with Trey some. 
You know what? If and, Lloyd Pierce is smart, he will play him with Trey Young. But then, Some. but then the more you play him with Trey Young, the more you play him with Trey Young, the less you're able to play him, or the less you're able to play Cam Reddish, the less you're able to play Herder, the less you're able to play DeAndre Hunter, like mm-hmm. all those guys combined. They got see Gallinari. Atlanta got this problem where they have too much. They now exactly. they're at that point. They, 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 have the, yeah. they have the issue to me that the Lakers had LeBron's first year. Mm-hmm. They have too many guys that need to play. Like a lot of guys that actually could be on the floor. You know yeah. what I mean? And the same thing that I thought New Orleans had last year as well. For sure. I thought they had too many guys who wanted to play. So And too many young guys at that. Because to be honest, normally when it's all guys that want to play, for the most part it is all young guys. For sure. For so. sure. A young dude want to be on the court and... Yeah. I mean, so. I was gonna say, right? Like yeah. they're they're looking to get that second contract. Yeah, like, right. That's they. So. I'm not mad at a guy I, for doing something like that. I think that'll be my uh, first team. Well, and I, I hate picking them as a breakout team, but I'm, I'm gonna put it like this: that's a team I'm really watching this year. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Now I'll tell you, for me, my number one pick for a breakout team, mm-hmm. and this is hard for me to say because the West is a deep conference. The West is loaded, and a lot of teams in the West made a lot of moves. But, man, I like what Sacramento – like, I feel like Sacramento is going to have a good year. you got to tell me more. Okay, so we talked about it before. The De'Aaron Fox move is a good move. For sure. Okay, that is like adding – I mean, I, not I adding. I love De'Aaron Fox. But locking up probably one of the best young point guards in the entire NBA, right? I like him, yeah. Okay. And, and I will admit, I did just have to pull up their depth chart right now to of kind course. of talk myself into it. Okay. Buddy Hield at the two. That's a super backcourt right there. I love Buddy Hield. Like, sniper. Like, especially now that Bogdanovich is, like, completely out of the picture. Like, Buddy's not looking over his shoulder for anything or trying that to. That is true. I never thought about you that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Buddy had signed that big deal and then, like, was playing. And then all of a sudden he was the sixth man. The coaches liked Bogdanovich more because he took smarter shots. He was a better team player. And better, a little bit better defensively. Yeah, yeah, Neither yeah, one yeah. of them were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little he bit better. He would try. He will put more effort in on defense. Exactly. So that's a super backcourt. I like it. Then you have Halliburton, mm-hmm. who can come in for either one of those guys. He can. He can play the, one and two. Because the thing is, all of a sudden you're getting Halliburton up to about 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think he can really contribute. Now, I'll say this. That pretty much means Corey Joseph, for the most part, is going to be X'd out of the picture, in my opinion. Unless Halliburton is shit. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this. If Well, then I'll say this. If Corey Joseph's really in the picture, then I don't think that they're going to have a good year. Because if Halliburton's <laughs> shit, I don't think they're going to be that good. I, I'm looking at this roster. It's not awful. Like I'm Marvin, I'll say this. The front court... Uh, I, like I think Bagley. they have a super backcourt, but the front court leaves a little more to be desired. Yeah. I'm with you. I love Marvin Bagley, mm-hmm. which is strange because I don't like any Duke players ever. <laughs> like I just don't like any Duke guys. Um, but yet I like Marvin Bagley a whole lot. I think he's going to be able to score. You know, not necessarily. I mean, they're well, holding to help with the defense. Oh, yeah, well, a lot. I, I want to. He'll say block a, lot. a couple shots, yeah, but I will. I mean, He'll also get cooked on pick I, and I, roll. I forgot for about, this ain't the same white side yeah. from however many years ago. Yeah. I like I like Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes is a good backup. I big. love Rashawn Holmes. I think he's one of the most energetic, you know, energetic athletic yeah. guys. He can he can do something. Yeah, so I mean heck, the more I'm looking at the roster, I'm kinda of talking myself. It, How do you feel about Harrison Barnes? You know, he's gonna start. So yeah. I mean. that's that's the piece that's the piece that like I wish they could have you know, they were talking about signing trades with for Bogdanovich yeah. with the Milwaukee thing, and 
and I was hoping that they could sign and trade him to wherever they were going to go. I was hoping that they could get some type of wing back. (laughs) Because Harrison, because it's not even so much Harrison Barnes, it's that it's Harrison Barnes, and then like the next guy up is probably like Jabari Parker at the three. And that's nasty. Even though I don't think Jabari Parker's shitty. But he's a four. Like, yeah, he can't play the three. Four. Yeah, like, so he can't play the three. Yeah, like, so him coming in to play the backup three is like, uh. Yeah. That's the thing. If they if they could have gotten another wing somehow. Depends on who he on the floor with, I think. And, I'll say, Parker. and I'll say this. Maybe there's a chance that Buddy Heald can play a little tiny, tiny bit of three. A little bit. With Fox and Halliburton in the backcourt with him. As long as they got somebody, some bigs that can as, be that back line. I, I was going to say, but then at that point, you probably got to play Rashawn Holmes and, and Whiteside together. Because yeah. you got to have some guys who are going to enforce And don't be pain. surprised if you see that lineup a few times. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I mean, they're definitely going to test Fox, Heald, and Halliburton out mm-hmm. together. You got to. Like, you right. have to. When you draft Halliburton as high as you did, you have to get him on the court. And to get him on the court, to sometimes you're going to have do. to play with the three of them. Yeah, yeah. you got to see what he can do with guys you, when you have a young guy, you got to see what he can do with your main guys. At yeah. least sometimes you got to put him on the floor with him. Hundred percent, hundred percent, because he's gonna have to prove, you know. And I think he's gonna swim because I think he's gonna be one of the best rookies. But he's got to prove he can sink or swim in the league. I think it's gonna be important for him to show up. You know, what I mean? he yeah. got to show up. Yeah, so um, he's gonna get the chance. He's gonna get a chance out there. He's gonna get a chance. I like it. I like that they picked him because I wanted him to get a chance where or wherever he went. Yeah. And I think he's gonna get a chance to show something out there. I'll say this: this is this is gonna be a crazy, not guaranteed, but just a crazy proclamation for me. I think the Kings are gonna have a better year than Phoenix. Um, definitely not rolling with that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm rolling. telling you, I think they're gonna have a better I year like than what Phoenix. I oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Phoenix later. But I, I'm not. If they do, I wouldn't be like extremely surprised. I'll say that I wouldn't be extremely surprised, but I'll be some, you know, a little bit. I think they're surprised. I, I don't know why, but just for some reason, just Sacramento is. They're my dark horse team. Not to do anything major, but sneak into that eight seed. I feel like could be more than I'm possible for them. It. I mean, because they they were kind of close last year. To yeah, be they were a lot closer than people realized. Yeah, they were kind of close because they were talking about them like they were like this shitty team that mm-hmm. like had no business doing anything. Yeah. It was like they went down to the bubble. I mean, we went to the bubble too. I mean, we as in the Wizards. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Washington. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, I don't. Yeah, know. that's true. That does kind of eliminate my bubble theory pretty the much bubble automatically. Bubble was really weird. I don't. That's probably why Sacramento. I mean, they were close enough. I guess you know. What I mean, they were close enough to try to make their eighth spot. Yeah, so, exactly. So I think they'll be better next year. I, I feel you on that breakout. I think they will be better. Yeah. So, a- any other teams you want to talk about when we're talking about breakout teams? You got anybody else that that kind of would come to mind to you? I do want to talk about Phoenix a little bit. Okay, let's let's I, go. Yeah, I was gonna say we can we can roll right into I the Phoenix. I do want to it. talk about because I feel like a lot of people have them as a sleeper. I feel right? like you have to with a, with a Hall of Famer coming in like that. I feel like you got to. Yeah, I love Chris Paul, first don't of all. Don't tell me you got Chris I, Paul slander coming I love up. Chris Paul, <laughs> but when it comes to the winning, I don't feel like Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I can I can feel you on that note. You know, like what you what you just said, when you said you have a Hall of Famer coming in, mm-hmm. you, like that automatically. I think it's just more the mental aspect. Agreed. He's going to help them mentally. He's going to be yeah. awesome for them mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Now, as far as winning, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I tell you, I like the Jake Crowder pickup. That's Three another one with a mentality. He gonna come in. He's a he's kind of a vet. He's been to the finals. He's been I mean, in big games. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be Devin Booker and uh, Chris Paul's bodyguard. 
He's gonna make some big shots too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, not he's, like he's not just like a you know what I'm saying. He's not just not an just enforcer. A tough guy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's a guy who actually can. He was making plays for Miami. He was. I mean, he was. Let's be honest. If we're really calling the spade a spade, he was more important than Iguodala. He was more important than Iguodala in the finals. <laughs> like he was starting all throughout that play, pretty much since he got and there. And actually, was a consistent shooter. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think Miami's gonna miss him a lot. To me. Oh no, no doubt about it. They are. <laughs> Like because they used to play him at four minutes, you know what I mean. Like I was thinking that Mo Harkless was gonna cover the. Well, never mind. We're gonna talk about <laughs> Miami in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so Phoenix, mm-hmm. talk to me more about Phoenix, though. I'm about to pull up their roster real quick just to check and make sure I'm not bugging out. Okay. Yeah, we always we always want to make sure that what we're saying isn't just blowing smoke. Yeah. So okay, so I'm looking at this roster. The real only improvement. It's Chris Paul. Yeah. Everything else is basically the same except, you know, they got Drake, Jay Crowder. That's the only additional pickup and I other love, than the rookies. I love the Jay Crowder pickup. I'll just say it. Like, I really love the Jay Crowder pickup. So what I will say about this team, on paper, mm-hmm. it looks it looks mediocre. I'll say that. It looks and, mediocre. And you know exactly what I'm about to say. What are you about? <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. I'm going with the Jalen Smith pick at 10. Okay, and I, I just don't. I don't know about Jalen Smith. I didn't watch him enough, but I seen they allegedly he can shoot it a little bit at the big spot. So I guess that's a plus. But to me, you have Aiton who wants to shoot it, Crowder who can shoot it. <laughs> you know what was funny? The Chris Paul and Aiton is going to be funny to watch. It can either be really good. or I really feel like bad. it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> it can be really good the thing or is, really bad. <laughs> I feel like Aiton is closer to that Blake Griffin mindset yeah. mentality, <laughs> that's what I'm and saying. it didn't go well for those. Two. So if we're looking at it, Aiton likes to shoot. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul don't like bigs that like to yeah, shoot. Yeah, exactly. He wants a DeAndre Jordan just <laughs> yeah. dive to the rim. So, Aiton, I but, think... But, which, by the way, that's not Jalen Smith either. Yeah, I know. So, I think Chris Paul, it's going to come down to Chris Paul. Your His mentality of, yeah. this is a young guy. Like, you can't just be yeah. like, yo, fucking post up. Yeah. You can't just yell at him because it's not going to go well with him. He's a younger guy. Yeah. Aiton is really good. You got to you gotta, you gotta work with him. You know what I mean? He's a good player. Yeah. You're going to have to work with him. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I like Aiton I a hope lot. Chris Paul don't come in there on some macho man shit because it's not going to go well. That, I'm just going to be mean, honest with you. Let's be honest. What situation has he not come in <laughs> on that macho man shit? So, I think I it worked no in OKC because no one else, everyone yeah, else was just like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, they, they can't really they're combat like, him. They're <laughs> like, dude, like, I watched you growing up. Like, yeah, what? he's a bucket. He's yeah. one of them dudes. Yeah. See, D-Book is more like. And the veterans they had was like Steven Adams, Gallinari, mm-hmm. like guys who are like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, you can do have Do what it. you want to do. Just yeah, give like, me ball. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder is just like, I just want to, as long as I can take 15 shots, I don't care what else See, happens. these guys on this team, like. All, for, no, all foreign think, guys, by the way, which is kind of weird. I do think Mikel Bridges is going to have a big year. I'm watching him a lot. There was a lot of he got he got now it's his, his time. It's yeah, his time I was gonna to say show. now that Ubre's out of the picture, he it's, definitely needs I like to. Him, he definitely needs to show. He's a something. three and D, bro. I like him. I like what I seen from him in the bubble. Now it's time to show that you really that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You I took some money this year. I'm gonna I, tell him that. You I tell some you, money. the slander that there that was going on about Cam Johnson when he first mm-hmm. got drafted has really dried up pretty quickly. He's pretty good because he's shown that. You know, I still don't like it from the standpoint of just how much older he is mm-hmm. than. Or how his age com- in compared to how I feel about him being ready for like being a playoff guy, like I don't think he's a playoff Here's guy what I right look now. At it. I look at it like this: with him being that old, he came in ready to go with the X's and O's. Hundred so percent. He, he he fit right in. So I think him with Chris Paul is gonna be. 
I think he's gonna have. A I good think they could play a nice pick and yeah, pop yeah. game. Him and Chris Paul are gonna be nice. Him and Mikael, Br- like Chris Paul and Mikael Bridges, I think he gonna work with them two very yeah. well. D Book too, I think he's gonna work well with. Yeah. Those bigs is what my. I don't know how well he's gonna work with those bigs. I think him and Aiden might be good though. I think there's a chance this, that they really to, be to good. To me, this is the year for Aiden. Like yeah. this is the year because the thing is, if he doesn't decide this year that he's just gonna be a big that can kind of attack and enforce the paint, mm-hmm. then I don't think it's ever gonna happen. See what I, I don't mind him shooting, but it's the threes. Now, if you can get a consistent mid-range pull and it actually is consistent, I see him take a lot of them, but he don't make a lot yeah, I was gonna of say, them. His mid-range is, yeah. is really weird. So if he can sense. actually hit that at a decent clip, him with Chris Paul would be lovely because you're going to get the lobs yeah. and the drop-offs, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I just – that's the thing. I just don't think he's going to be able to consistently knock that down at a decent clip. We're going to see. We're gonna, Aiden, it's going to be – I, I got to watch him because it's going to be weird. I agree. I got to watch him. I, I do want to see him with, with Chris Paul. I think it can help. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. So – Look, that's what we have to say about about Phoenix. Um, let's go ahead and roll into since I kind of I kind of teased it a second ago. Mm-hmm. Let's go into Miami. Okay. And the question was sent in by Jonathan Ryder, um, who's also a co-host of mine on the uh, Lazy Boy QBs podcast. That's a little shameless plug if y'all are listening. <laughs> um, he was talking about the Heat. He's a big Heat fan. He wants to know what what how do you feel about their draft? They got Precious Achua at twentieth. Out of Memphis. I like it. I love it, actually. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. It put a smile on my face when I seen him go there because it's perfect. It is perfect. You yeah. know, with them losing Jay Crowder, yep. I think he can come right in and do what Jay did. I don't know if he's as great of a shooter yeah. as Jay, of course, yeah. but everything else, he, he can do everything else. That's I'll be it. honest That's why, to me, I felt, like, I felt like his initial, like this year, I think his best attribute is going to be him playing maybe some backup five to Bam. Mm-hmm. But long term, I like the fit. Between Bam and uh, and the Chew together, I like. I think that might be the. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not just saying it because it's heat of the mo- heat of the moment. I think that was one of the best picks of the draft. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. I thought he was better than where he got picked at. I mean, I think he was one of the best players in the draft. Yeah, I was gonna say. And the thing is, you also got to think about with these guys, these these one and done freshmen. Mm-hmm. You got to think about the pedigree they had out of high school too. Yeah. Like he was a top ten guy, and he played at. Good schools, like high schools that actually prepare you for the next level. Yeah, I just say he was Mount Verde, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, so yeah. when you go to a school like that, it's nothing for you to be in the league. Exactly. you've been ready for this. You've been prepared for this since you was in high school. So. Yeah, I was going to say, they're they're pumping out league guys like all easy, the time. Easy, yeah. So, he, so he's going to get to that locker room, and it's not going to be a surprise to him. And he's a hard worker, and, and I think, I like when anybody goes to Miami because Miami is the team that in the organization that's going to push you. You can't come in there out of shape. You can't come in there. And he... I don't think he's going to have a problem with that. He's like a hard worker. Yeah. I, don't, I think Miami's a perfect fit for him. If he's going to play a lot, I don't know. But yeah, I was going to say, I think that first year is probably going to be... I think Spolster I, might throw him in there, bro. Really well, he's definitely so, going to throw him know, in, yeah. I think, at some point. Because that's the thing. Like, I mean, you look at the young guys, Miami's developed Duncan Robinson, Hero, they Kendrick Nunn. very fast and right they, away. Yeah. They, I was going to say, they throw him in there, put him in the fire, and like see if they can hang. Like, See, this is the thing with Miami, too. From the story, I'm a big Brown fan, so I used to hear the stories about the training camps and shit. Oh, yeah. With the way they prepare during the like training camps and shit, theirs is a little bit different than most teams. Yeah. You can't, you you have to be a certain body fat type shit. Oh, yeah. They weigh them every single week. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why the young dudes play so early because they prepare. You know what I mean? When you go through a training camp like that, I feel like they'd be like, okay, he got through that. We can we can we can play. Yeah, it's like it's like going yeah. through the boot going going yeah. through boot camp and that's in the what military. Miami's built off of. Yeah, yeah. You know and that's I mean? why that's what we were talking about in the beginning when we were talking about Miami's mentality, their toughness. That's what helped them get to the finals yeah, this for year. Sure, for sure, 
he fits right in. I feel like with that culture. Yo, it's, I, and I, I know I keep saying it, but I think it's such a perfect pick, bro. Yeah, definitely. I think it's such and a there were so pick. many guys who were also saying it, so I don't feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, agreeing with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about a little bit more draft stuff. Kennard Ricks wants to know. Shout out to you, Kennard. Um, we were all three teammates way back <laughs> Shout in the out day. Shout out my guy. Yeah, we definitely were. <laughs> way back in the day. Um, he wanted to know how we feel about Mellow Ball and how we how we were ranking him going into the draft. I'm a uh, I'm a Mellow Ball guy. I don't know how good Mellow Ball will be. Okay. Not, like I tell my friends all the time, there's a very good chance he might be shitty. <laughs> there is a very good chance he might be shitty, but yeah. there is a very good chance he can be something really good too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's one of those players I look at. We just gotta wait to see because he's a six seven point guard with skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't teach certain shit. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. I think the skill is definitely there with him. Mm-hmm. To me, I actually really love the fit that he, the situation he ended up going to mm-hmm. with Charlotte, because yeah. you know it's kind of a weird fit, obviously, because you know him and his family, their situation, they they're kind of want to steal the limelight, <laughs> wants to be in a big city, and Charlotte isn't what you would consider, you know, the the main attraction mm-hmm. for the NBA, but. He's in a he's in a place where he's in a little bit lower profile, which I feel like it's gonna is help good. Mm-hmm. Definitely good for him because he's going to go through growing pains as a rookie. I think, like you said, he's a six seven point guard. That's a difficult position to play, but if you can play it really well, it really works. It's right, and him being in Charlotte, it, it does give him a chance to actually lock in. Hundred percent. For me personally, I've seen Lamelo Ball when he was well. I ain't gonna say I've seen him, but. When he was over there in Australia, yeah. And when he deleted all the social medias and he locked in, yeah, he became a top three pick. Absolutely. So I think he's capable. Which I think is very. I think that's you know a lot of guys were talking about the improved maturity mm-hmm. from him towards the end. I see it. I was gonna say it's yeah, definitely. It. Now it doesn't show a lot because he's a very quiet. I feel like very, you know, doesn't just doesn't have a lot to say. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's in a disrespectful type of way. He's more I just of think a, that's the type of guy he is. He's one of those guys if he's comfortable around you. Because, like, if you follow him on social media, he's a pretty, like, playful guy around yeah. me, like, brothers and shit. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's going to take time, obviously. But him being out there with a lot of young guys in yeah. Charlotte, I think that's going to help, you and, know? And that is one of the – that's the thing. I like the fact that there are young guys with him, especially in that backcourt, him, mm-hmm. Rozier, Devontae Graham. One of those got to go, though. And I think it's yeah. going to be Rozier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to just agree. say that right I agree now. With that, actually. One of them got to go. Yeah, because the thing is, all three of those guys are going to want to play 35 minutes Yeah, for a game. sure, bro. Um, but then I also like having Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. a guy who, you know, we talked about it, 30 million a year is atrocious for him. Yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, he can make help also, he can help earn some of that money back by being that veteran presence in the locker room, helping LaMelo grow. Cuz the thing is, he's not going to earn 30 million a year just off of what he's doing on the court. I yeah. feel like that part of Gordon Hayward, that ship is sailed. I like Gordon Hayward out there because he's not one of those selfish stars. You yeah, know, exactly. he's getting paid that star money, but he know he you know he see a young talent like that. He know yeah. what time it is. Exactly. I ain't gonna get every shot. He's a young. He's they draft him for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um. So did you think Mellow? So you said you were a Mellow Ball guy. Did you think he was the best player in the draft? No. That's what that was a part of the question too. Well, it was just like where did you think he oh. ranked of, <laughs> of the draft say, guys? No, 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 I yeah. don't think he was. This draft well, I mean, was he funny went, to me. Yeah, this draft was funny to me. So I'm not gonna say no like that emphatically. Yeah, that I was gonna say that was a, that was pretty that was a pretty strong. <laughs> I'm gonna say though, that might have sounded a little crazy because this draft was kind of bad as far as like the top talent. Like we mm-hmm. don't really know who the top player in the draft is if you really want to talk about it. But yeah. I think he is one of the top three talents in this draft. I think he got picked where he should have got. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I think he was a guy who, where fit actually mattered the most. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with all three of those top three guys, yeah. fit mattered a lot to all of them. I think they landed in, all of them landed in spots I think could work for them. I, I'm for, not really a fan of Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. To me, though, I didn't feel like unless he landed in Golden State, I didn't think there was going to be See, him in Golden State would have been scary. I'll yeah. be honest. That would have yeah. been something special. But him in Minnesota, I think he's going to have the opportunity to show he can play. And if that's going to happen or not, we'll see. Yeah. You he's know? definitely going to get a chance. He's gonna, That's what he's I'm saying. I, I wanted chance. to see him with the ball, and he's going to be playing with D'Lo and Cat. So okay. he's he going to get some touches. You got nobody that's interested in anything related to or close to defense. but <laughs> That's going to be a funny team to watch, but they're going to yeah. be exciting, too. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna yeah. put points on the board. That's I one thing about Edwards. He's gonna put points on the board. I would assume. No, he is. He is. I think he's gonna be about sixteen, seventeen a night. Easy, really? Bro. I think so. Wow. so I, I, think I so, wasn't bro. going that strong. I was thinking like twelve to fifteen. I think it'll be more than that, bro. I, I really think 12 so. To 15. I think he's gonna. I think he's. Gonna it's end. hard to average. It's hard to average like seventeen. You know what I think is gonna happen with Edwards? I think he's gonna surprise people with his shooting, bro. His mechanics are perfect for shooting. I think he's going to surprise people. We talked about it before. It's just, to me, the shot selection is just... That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of scary to me. He takes a lot of contested shots. And then and then for me, my favorite prospect was Wiseman the whole time. I just... I like Wiseman, yeah. I, I just feel like... I told some guy, one of my... A uh, friend of mine is a Minnesota fan. And he was like, hey, what do you think about Edwards at one? Do you think he was the right choice or whatever? I said, well, I think I think Wiseman can be a cross between Chris Bosh and DeAndre Jordan. So, you think so? Yeah, I, I think do. he's no. I I, I get what you're saying. Because if you talk, if you look at his athleticism, just how he runs a court and how he moves, like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that reminds me of like what young DeAndre Jordan was. Mm-hmm. And, Except he's more skilled. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then yeah. the Chris Bosh part is when you throw in the skill. See what's crazy? I never even thought about the Chris Bosh because he lefty too, ain't he? Yeah, exactly. So he got a little Chris Bosh in him because he can dribble a little bit, he can yeah. shoot it a little bit. The thing that I liked about him is, and this is something that some I heard someone say about Anthony Davis. How they could kind of tell that he was going to be um, a guy who could, in in his NBA career, become a face-up player. Mm-hmm. Same thing that Wiseman did is he was involved in a lot of dribble handoffs, a lot of stuff further away from the basket. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just only catching. More comfortable. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't just only catching it like foul line down and stuff like That's that. That's why some bigs can't dribble because they don't be comfortable with the three-point yeah. line. But Wiseman, you saw that in his very short time at Memphis, yeah. and you definitely saw it from him on the AAU and high school circuit. You know, throughout I think his career, he, uh, him and Golden State. I think he's gonna be a monster. Yeah, that's gonna like, be something. I think single handedly he could be that bridge between what they have now and then the next version of their team. Yeah, what I was telling one of my homies like Golden State never had, especially in this era right here. A big like him. They never had a big that was that yeah. skilled and that and I, actually can play defense too. Yeah, I mean I liked Bogut <laughs> when he was there in the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, shout Bogut out, was the shout best out big to Bogut. Had, yeah, but he he didn't move anywhere close to the way. Now he's a way smarter player, but Bogut is nice. But I mean, Wiseman can he can, he can develop and and he can develop skills and already has some skills that Bogut was never. Bogut was no one able to do. Too. Yeah, I know, which is crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. But um, let's go ahead and get one more question in before we head to our next break. Uh, Xavion Coleman wants to know. What are we looking at from the Cleveland Cavaliers this year? <laughs> now he, I, I'll, I'll say this: he's a Cleveland <laughs> fan, so that's why he wants to know. I'll okay, be honest. You go ahead. You I, I, I want to spin it. First off, what do you think of their draft pick, Isaac Okoro, who they took fifth overall? I like Okoro, but at five, is, I think it was a little high. But I think he is a good player. Comes mechanics. The shooting is the thing with him that a lot of people they don't know if he can really shoot. But yeah. me personally, his mechanics. 
I think with those type of mechanics, he, he could become a decent shooter, I think. Defense, he got that. He he gonna be able to bring some defense there yeah. and finishing. Which I think is probably the part that attracted him. Yeah, or attracted Cleveland the most That's him because they have nobody. Attribute. That's what people see him as a defensive guy. Everything else is a plus. He's yeah. athletic as hell. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, I'm, what I'm really looking at at Cleveland this year, bro. Yeah. I think you're gonna say the same thing I was gonna. Say. It's Darius Garland, bro. And yeah. It's not Colin Sexton because my question yeah. is no longer with him. Is I was I was gonna say personally the them as a backcourt is what I'm. Them gonna. as a backcourt probably doesn't work, and that and that's what I'm saying. This, yeah, this year most is likely. Be, this year is gonna be an important year for like a guy like Darius Garland because yeah. Colin Sexton showed he can put up 20 a night. So yeah, I we, would still like to see. I'm not fully sold I'm not, on yeah, Garland. Yeah, me second. neither. But I am a more, little bit more than more I sold than Garland. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, Way more. When sold he than first Garland. came to the league, I mean, Colin is a Bama guy. You know, my people from Bama, so I I watched that Bama basketball. Shout out, shout out to Bama, man. Yeah, so I watched him, and I was like, okay, I don't like him. He's one of those ball dominant dudes. He's gonna jack. He, you he know? was just like a smaller like. His nickname of Young Bull, he kind of really did live up to it because yeah, he yeah. just played like reckless. He's one somewhat. of those type guys, but that second year he improved. Not I definitely. will, I definitely. will say that he improved. Darius Garland looked awful to me last year. Yeah, and I think he's very skilled. Yeah, I I loved Garland when he yeah. was coming out of the draft. I think he's so skilled, so I don't want to say he sucks. So I'm giving him chances. So he has a couple more years to develop, of course. But this year, I think it's going to be important for him. It's not like you're not playing. Yeah, and the thing you're is, getting minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, <laughs> but you just were playing bad. And the sad thing is, is I mean, Garland, you know, we've seen a lot of high usage point guards or a lot of high usage guards come into the league these mm-hmm. past couple of years and kind of not do so hot their rookie year or whatever. He had one of the worst rookie years of pretty much any guard yeah, that's all, like ever. You know what's so funny with him? Cleveland is so fucking dumb because you know what's so funny. He barely played. They they thought this was gonna be a Kyrie score. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they thought. Played you know, a couple, he barely played, played just a couple games in he's college. He's super skilled, yeah. like a Kyrie, but yeah. he's no Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest, I can't knock Cleveland that much because I really thought that Garland was gonna. I I loved the pick when they made it. Like I mean, I, I loved. I seen it. them try to talk themselves into maybe he could be a Kyrie. I didn't see that though. I, I was just gonna be honest. I think that they're the, the problem though that I have is. You can't when you a hundred percent go all in on modeling your team mm-hmm. off of another team. Mm-hmm. I feel like another team that also, mind you, hasn't really had that much success. I just feel like it's always going to fail. Mm-hmm. And they tried to use that Portland model with the two small guards that could score. And that's Sexton does a... play. Sexton does play defense better mm-hmm. than Dame or CJ, mm-hmm. or and way better than Garland. Obviously, effort. it's all about effort. So yeah. shout out to that. But <laughs> just them two as a backcourt, I just feel like it's too small. Yeah. And, and and they can't defend anyone like as yeah. far as a duo. And then where does Kevin yeah. Porter Jr. fit fit into that mix as well? Well, me personally, I think Kevin Porter Jr. is really good. I, I agree. I really think he's really good. Now him in this situation in Cleveland, I'm not too sure what's going on. Yeah, I know he just got a fucking got gun charge. Or yeah, something. yeah. He had a he had a not so nice. So we're not. Past I mean, weeks. honestly, we're probably not gonna hear about that again. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, but I don't know how that affects his playing time coming up this year. I don't know how yeah. that affects him his relationships with the coaching staff. I want to see him play. I really and, do. And and that's <laughs> one of the issues to me with Cleveland and a lot of these other young teams is they just don't have that veteran guy because Porter yeah. was a guy who a lot like Anthony Edwards, I would say. Mm-hmm. It, same not questions. a not a bad guy, but just impressionable. Yeah. That was they, and question, they both had those questions of do they really give a fuck about that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it was just like a they could kind of go either way, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what type of organization they went That's to. A fact. And Cleveland, I just feel like, isn't a healthy environment at this point. 
you know, that must not be with him having guns. Or, that's know, what I'm saying. Like you know, we saw him. He's got, you know, the, he can, he's on the court. He's pretty good. But, you mm -hmm. know, off it, you know, we're seeing so-so. Darius Garland, no questions off the court, but on mm -hmm. the court, it's like, uh, what is he really doing? And what's up with Kevin Love? Like, what are they going to yeah, do exactly, with him? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. You know, I don't want to dump on Kevin Love too much because, mm -hmm. or at least from a leadership standpoint, because I know he deals with the mental health and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I respect that fight. But, you know, I completely agree with you. It's like, he is he the guy who you really want, you know, leading your franchise or being the face of your franchise? Well, here's what I'll say. <laughs> Kevin Love... Well, number one, Kevin Love needs to be out of Cleveland. Yes. He just doesn't need to be there. But obviously... He shouldn't be in a situation where he's the number one. Yeah, obviously with him as like a leader, we seen last year when he literally was on the court with Colin Sexton. And literally, Colin Sexton didn't pass him the ball. Yeah. And he literally was looking at him like clapping his hands for like yeah. like five yep. minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. It's obviously he doesn't mesh well with younger yeah. guys, yeah. Like ball-dominant guys like that. But yeah. I like Kevin Love. I really do, but he needs to be out of Cleveland. <laughs> Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. And, you know, with that being said, I think that can kind of – I think the five minutes we just did is probably longer than anyone wanted to hear yeah, about Cleveland. Cleveland will be <laughs> in the bottom of that East for a few more years at least. At least probably two more yeah. to me. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and throw it to another break. And when we come back, hey, knocking out some more questions. All right, welcome back, guys, again to the Long Twos podcast. Um, we talked about a couple teams here on the previous segment. Now we're gonna kind of, I'm sorry, we talked. Yeah, now we're gonna kind of move on to some players. So Justin and Justin Ned, uh, another one of our ex teammates, shout out to him, <laughs> wants to know where does Luca rank right now among players? That's an amazing question, and he's top three. And he says just going off of last year and this season. Or and going into this upcoming so this season. So this is why I got him top three, because last year he looked amazing. Yeah, he and for did. For the future, he's probably going to be the best player in the league, besides like the Hades and guys like that. Yeah, and I think he has a chance to honestly be like the best player in the NBA one day. Oh, for sure. Bro. Like but very, with, very soon, too. With the way his numbers look, it's hard to say he won't be, you know what I mean? Like, Those are LeBron-level numbers. To me, when, when LeBron and KD, and really even now that KD is probably a little bit of a lesser version once LeBron is like kind of completely like out of his apex, which somehow I don't think will ever happen <laughs> uh, until he's maybe like 45. So Luca might have another 10 years. Um, but yeah, until like once LeBron leaves the game, once KD kind of drops off, like I mm -hmm. feel like Luca's right there next in line. Man, Luca, yeah. And if you would have said that going into last season, people would have thought that was blasphemous. It would have been a little reach, but, but I think last year he proved that against. Because it's not only was he the best player on his team, but I'm, I've seen him on a Friday night go heads up with Bron and oh, 35 yeah. points. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that, that Clippers series where he, mm -hmm. I mean, Kristaps was in and out. Mm -hmm. Even Luka himself, his health wasn't even 100% with the, with the turned ankle. Yeah. But still, I mean, he had that vintage performance in game, what was it, three, I think, where he One hit the game those, winner. The big shot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the um, the the double bang by Mike Breen, uh, um, but yeah, like he he showed that he can go toe to toe with the best guys in the entire NBA. Yeah, on the biggest stages too. Yeah, I was gonna say with lesser talent for sure, bro. And uh, Dallas is gonna lock him in when it's time for sure. Yeah, and that's no debating. You know, Mark Cuban is gonna pay him. Oh yeah, a lot. So they're, I'm they're, just gonna be. They're, they're gonna give him the Brinks truck soon as, <laughs> as soon as they can because yeah. he. 
He's a guy who, as soon as you don't think about it, you just do it. You just pay guys he's like that. He's one of those guys, and I think he's going to last so long in the NBA because of his play style. Yeah, he doesn't rely on his athleticism at all. And when you're really not, doesn't happen. Yeah, I was about honest. to say, when you're not like an athletic dude and you're putting up 29, 9, and 8 yeah. a night. That's the thing with me. To me, like, the, the rebounding with him mm-hmm. is just so insane because he's like, I mean – there were games in the playoffs where he's getting 13, 14 rebounds a night. Like and him, it's all about uh, like intangible, yeah, like mental. Like he just knows where yeah. to be at. I was gonna say he's he, that, that just shows how much of a smart player he is because, mm-hmm. like you said, he's not getting any of this stuff done off of any type of athleticism. Yeah, he ain't just like he's, bodying a dude and getting yeah. bored. He's like he's reading where the rebound right. is gonna fall. Exactly. He's smart as hell, and man. he's playing at his own pace. Like I love his game. Like he's one of the dudes I enjoy watching. Definitely, yeah. definitely, and and I and I think he has a chance. Or a better chance, I'm sorry, to, to be the, a great player compared to like an AD or a Giannis because mm-hmm. he's so perimeter oriented. Like he's yeah. a true guard. He he's doesn't he doesn't guard, rely on man. anybody at all. And I don't want people to to you know think everybody can be a point guard six eight just because you can dribble. He's an actual point guard. Yeah, like, no, hundred percent. He might be one of the best passers in the league right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So like I've seen him with in the bubble alone. I, you know, bubble the games were more. You can just see shit a little bit better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So when you're watching like a guy like Luca, he backing you down from the left post. He throw a whip pass corner. Yeah, like, I was gonna say you know to the I mean? right, to the far. So I'm corner. like, yo, you can't only Bron. Like exactly. guys like that exactly. like, make those type of passes. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's what I think sets him apart, along with you know just his ability to score. It is is that playmaking, that vision, because that's what everyone. You know, there will be points in games where they actually play him to, you know, off the pass. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're giving wide open shots to one of the best scorers in the game, hey, which is why man. he's able to get up to 29, 30 points a game. Because it's so easy. Yeah. You can read a defense like, what, like the best. What do you feel like are, are the few areas, you know, we talked about him, and we're both, I don't think he's top three mm-hmm. quite yet. Um, I'd probably have him, well, the way the question was framed is just off of last season. So if I'm just going off last season, he three for me if we're going off. Definitely that. top five, five, top five, five yeah, easily. Yeah. That's like, more top realistic. Five of easily, because the thing is, then you're thinking, no KD, no stuff. Mm-hmm. You're basically going LeBron, AD, AD, Harden, Giannis, mm-hmm. and Luca. And I think, <laughs> and I think he's probably more effective than than Giannis. That's what I'm saying. Like he had because a, of the perimeter. Yeah, he just looked a little bit more. Like that's that dude right there. I mean, he. You know let's mean? be honest. Let's I mean, just call Giannis it what is that it is. Dude, don't get me wrong. But let's just know. call it what it is. He looked. He looked more comfortable in the playoffs than Giannis. Yeah, and that's what I think. And he's way as much younger as he is. That's kind of <laughs> concerning for Giannis. I can't unsee the uh, the Giannis in the playoffs like yeah. roles. Like Luke in the playoffs, he looked like you got a zero in on him. I mean, not saying you don't. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's easier to zero in on Giannis. Yeah, I was going to say, Giannis, you just wall up, take away the paint. Yeah. Luka, Luka you, you, you have to throw a bunch of different defenses. I was about to say, you can't just throw out one defense at him because he's going to exploit it. Like. Mm-hmm. And what do you see the areas of improvement for him going into the next year? Defense, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think realistically. I don't think it ever will happen because he's too much low, offensive Yeah, with the yeah, offensive yeah. load, he never will be a great defender. I, I think there will be, to me, I think he can actually become a more efficient shooter on mm-hmm. offense. Um, I don't think he's going to be a better shooter, but, you know, I think he's already a really good shooter. 
but it's just, be, his numbers probably. I mean, percentage wise, it'll probably drop because he's gonna. Now he has the ultimate green light. See, I think they're gonna go up because I think he's gonna be able to find his spots a little bit more. I hope now. so. I like I think that's so. the next step in his development. Now, if that happens, then we got another. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got something else to talk about. Because I mean, that's like what it, it reminds me of, like the Durant ascension from the standpoint of like, all right, KD got to the level where he was a certified superstar. But then he improved, even though his numbers didn't really improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's no, how that, I feel like Luca. I mean, and the thing is, you look at those numbers: twenty nine, nine, and ten, or whatever mm, he yeah, was putting up. Like it's it's yeah. hard to get better than those numbers <laughs> for sure. And I think he can be, and that's the yeah, scary part. I was part. gonna say, but how much better couldn't isn't necessarily gonna show what the improvement level is. You, you know wanna know what I mean? what's funny? I think his scoring will. Now the percentages I don't I'm not sure about. I think his scoring will go up. I think he's yeah. over thirty next year. To be See, that's really weird because me and you are kind of flip flopped on. Mm-hmm. I think the percentages will go way up, mm-hmm. but I don't know if necessarily the overall like points per game was going to go. I just think up. he's going to be thirty a night next yeah. season for some reason. Which I just feel which that. the scary part is thirty a night is kind of pretty much the same guy he was last year. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, <laughs> so that's easy for him. Yeah, no, super definitely. easy. Real quick, like, what do you think his ceiling is as far as like top? Whatever all time. See, this is the because to me, I think he has a chance to be an all time. Oh, if we're gonna go like what I think he's gonna be, yeah, I think he's like, gonna be up there with the bronze birds, KDs, like in that top ten to I fifteen. I think he's gonna area. be one of the best forwards. And honestly, he's a. Point I was gonna guard. say, would you even call him a forward? I was gonna say, honestly, he's a point, but I think he's gonna go down if he can avoid injuries, which I think he can. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not gonna jinx him, but. If he can avoid all that and be the consistent guy that I'm sure yeah. he can be, we're looking at a top 10 player probably yeah. ever. It's just cool you know because, I mean? <laughs> especially for, like, people our age, like, LeBron in 03, don't get me wrong, we were watching it, but, like, at six, seven years yeah, old, yeah, you know, we weren't comprehending it. Now bit. we're seeing the Luka ascension, you know, when we're you can look at, at the it age where we can eye. really appreciate yeah, basketball. you can look at it with a, like, more basketball eye. The shit that he's doing is not regular. I want yeah. people to know that. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's on the list of already probably one of the most, on the uh, like a handful of people who are as talented mm-hmm. offensively as what he is yeah, cause that's, in the history of the game. I haven't seen anything like, I haven't seen a, a guy that big can pass like Braun. I haven't seen it. Yeah. And that's the what gets me more than anything else is the passing ability. I exactly. haven't seen it in exactly. the other than Braun. Yeah, I was going to say, outside of Braun, he's probably the best passer in the entire mm-hmm. league, which is ridiculous. Um, Another great player who we just talked about, well, Daniel Jackson wants to know, shout out to shout old Bethel head. <laughs> <laughs> what would a trade package for James Harden look like from Philly? <laughs> well, first off, this trade is never going to happen. I want people to know this. <laughs> well, first, do you see James Harden getting traded? I don't. Okay. I really don't because, and it's not even because of uh, the money. I just think Houston knows what they have. Yeah. You know, I mean, Houston knows that. Even you know, a pissed off, upset James Harden is better than better than, is better yeah. than every other player. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Pretty so, much in the league, except I mean, a, a trade handful. package. Embiid or Simmons has to be involved. Like, it's which, no other way. Th- when he asked the question, he he was kind of asking like, which one is, you know, if uh, you if you're the GM, if you're Elton Brand. Which one's the guy that you're shipping off? Okay, most people don't be with me on this, but okay. if I'm GM, I'm shipping off Simmons. I agree. I agree because with you. I think Harden and Embiid as a duo would yeah. be something special. I'll be Absolutely. honest. And that's no knock to Ben Simmons at all. Yeah. I think Ben Simmons is a really good player, but I just I just think hard adding Harden to Simmons kind of neuters the yeah, best part of like Ben that. Simmons. It takes the ball out of his hand. 
And then he's back to like what he was doing in the playoffs two years ago where he was sitting in the short corner. Yeah, yeah. And I'd hate dunker spot Ben, bro. Like, that's a a real thing, bro. Yeah. And that's what he would be if he was with a Harden. So, I guess you would have to send Ben Simmons, even though most some Philly fans would rather send Embiid, which is kind of crazy to me. But To to me, the the reason why you can't, and not to cut you off, but the reason why you can't get rid of Embiid to me is I feel like he is the one that embodies that city. Yeah. He 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 was there for the start of the process. Yeah, he, that too. I mean, his nick hell his him. nickname is the process. Yeah, they love him out there, and I just think, I mean, if you're gonna go off duo, him and Harden would probably be one of the best in the league. If yeah, you don't oh go for there. sure. Yeah, they're for gonna sure. be. They're gonna be the inside special. out combo of them two. That would be something, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> now, I would like to if, if you're gonna pair up guys, I would love to have a guy with a little more playoff consistency than what Harden oh, has man, no, or Embiid. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I love both guys. Like, I genuinely, I'm higher on Joel Embiid, I think, than most people. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely love Joel Embiid as a player. But I just would like to see a guy with them who's like, and, and I think, you know, if they do trade for him, this is assuming it, but Harden, you know, automatically becomes the alpha. I don't think that's any question or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But it's just, I would like an alpha or a number one guy who has a little bit better playoff record. Like somebody that took a team further than but yeah. I mean I, I mean and the Western further, Conference Finals say, is, a, is an accomplishment don't get me wrong that is a reach when I say further because he did go to the Western Conference Finals multiple times but you going up against that Golden State you just you yeah. know he got the bad card yeah to him, exactly I mean? definitely and, and that's the thing maybe I'm underrating him as a playoff guy you know I've, I've been defending him in this playoff debate for a few years because his numbers and one of those seasons he did have a like a kind of iffy playoffs but yeah. as far as like these last two his numbers hover around the same, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Like twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah. Of course, they drop a little bit because he's averaging fucking thirty six. Right. Yeah. Like, I was gonna what say. Yeah. Expect? That's the thing is he puts up astronomical numbers in the regular season. Stuff that you know and this isn't. This kills me every time not, in the playoffs. Yeah. They'll be like, "Yeah, his numbers dropped from the record." I mean, obviously. Yeah. Like that's majority of players. Their their numbers are gonna. When you and the thing that is, much in the regular season. And the thing is, they drop, but he's still putting up insane numbers. And that's what I think. If you put him with a, I guess a better, a big like that, we'll, you know, yeah. that would be something crazy. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, yeah, so now we're going to kind of go back to, and this is a question that I know Luca's name is going to come up to, a question from our brother, Ethan Larson. What under-23 players today have Hall of Fame potential? Guys who you could see, like, as locks and guys who are hopeful. Under-23? Yeah, we'll just go off guys who are, like, maybe rookie rookie deal that are on their rookie contract. Okay, so rookie deals. So guys in their first See, most first of those guys year, that, like, that was like that I was thinking about in that room have uh-huh. just signed. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you can go on. So like the Tatum's, mm-hmm. like he would still fall into that because he okay, signed so, okay, the extension. Okay, okay. So guys like Tatum, I think has a real chance mm-hmm. to be like you know you just. So said, we'll say but, people from Tatum's class and younger. Okay, so that that's that's more like the wave I'm seeing. So Tatum, yeah. I I'm big on Tatum, man. I, think, I am so I think, I think he can be a super. What he did in the playoffs in the bubble mm-hmm. was to me really show. Because the thing is, he was put. He was putting up those same numbers before the bubble, mm-hmm. but it's just nice to see it. And like you said, like the bubble produced good basketball. Yeah. And it's good to see that he was able to rise with the level of competition. He looked like a superstar, and uh, yeah. I think he got a bright future. And I really like Jalen Brown, too. I know we just talking yeah. about Boston guys right now, but I like Jalen Brown, too. Yeah, I don't think Jalen could ever get to the offense, to be the offensive output mm-hmm. of being like a Hall of Fame type yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I could see him making an all-star team or two maybe I a couple years can. down the road. I definitely can. As far as like those other guys and you know he got his money but I think D-Book got a chance to be like 
one of those like scoring yeah. guard. I, now I, winning, I, I don't as know. I said, I think to me, once he does a little mm-hmm. bit more winning, then I yeah. completely agree. Because if you look at the numbers, the numbers are right there. That's why you I know, like him so he's much. He's easily, I mean. Knock on wood, barring any injuries, mm-hmm. he's easily going to be a twenty thousand point scorer when his career. And that's over. why I'm looking at him like because he can just score with yeah. ease. So yeah. it's a couple of those young guys. As far as like guards, it's a little bit different. I like yeah. De'Aaron Fox. Well, let's just let's just say another guy, Luca. We know mm-hmm. Luca. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be a top ten. We just I talked think. about you know yeah. we think he could be a top ten to fifteen mm-hmm. guy all time. You know. We definitely have Hall of Fame hopes for him. It's so funny that we're talking about it. I'm excluding him from the other guys, yeah, yeah, which exactly. is so funny. Because like, already, he's already a known guarantee yeah. to, to us. And I like Fox. I don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah. I, don't I, know I love how good he can be. I don't I'm, know if he's a John Wall or what can he I be? think he can be a better version of Wall because yeah. I think his he has even that next level of explosiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and he also... I think he can shoot a little better, too. Yeah, that's the other yeah. thing, is he can shoot it both off the catch and off the dribble a little bit better than John See, with could. that skill set, there's no telling how good he yeah. can be. I, no I doubt. really don't no know. No doubt. And I, don't do think, think? I don't think he'll ever be able to figure it out in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if he gets on, like, a next team or something like that, then I definitely think... Do you think, think he, he would ever leave Sacramento, though? I mean, I'm not. I mean, say at this point, it's just too early to tell. Yeah, I was you know to say, what I mean? I'm he's really... only in his third. He's only finishing up his third and year. And then they just locked him in so... for five more. Yeah. The, you know the way these dudes are doing now, they're not yeah, waiting. I was going to say that's the thing. That's the thing. Like two years from now, he could easily say, you know, Yo, if they don't make moves soon, like you know, it used to be you sign the deal and then that kind of gives you a couple years to mm-hmm. breathe. It's like now, it's like, hey, as soon as you sign that deal, like that's when the clock starts ticking. I got another one, though. Trey Young is one one for me, too. See, he falls into that Devin Booker, but even more exasperated mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's just that, like, don't get me wrong, the numbers, insane. Mm-hmm. Like, Hall of Fame numbers, no doubt. He's going to have some wicked numbers probably by the time he's yeah. done. Yeah, I was say, he, he's going to be in that 20,000 point mm-hmm. club most likely as well. Probably go down as one of the best shooters we've seen, too. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, but the thing is, the, uh, the winning, right? That's the only mm-hmm. question with him. Where does he, at what point does he begin to become a guy who is truly, truly transcendent in the fact that he affects winning, you know? We'll have to see. How do you feel about, at, like, not to cut you off, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go How ahead. do you feel about, like, what do you think the ceiling is for, like, a Jai and a Zion? If we're going to talk about super yeah. younger yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 no, 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 definitely, definitely. Well, first off, before we do that, mm-hmm. let me let me go... Well, no, nah, I'll answer your question first. I'll yeah. answer your Because I, I think they can be superstars, but I don't know yet. You know I, what I mean? think that both of them have really good Hall of Fame potential. Mm-hmm. From the standpoint of Zion, he's just like he, we saw. You know what I'm saying? Freak he's a nature. force of nature. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to, you know, once he, I just, I, I would just love to see him getting, I don't even need him to change his body, just be able to play longer. I see a lot of Barkley in him. I don't know if he'll be. But I need the good Barkley where he was still yeah. able to play 36 minutes. I see minutes. him as like a, he give me that Barkley vibe of like, yeah, yeah he can get that done because Barkley was cold. I don't think people really understand yeah. how good he was, but exactly. he gives me that vibe. Definitely. Now, if he can stay healthy, and I don't know if he'll finish his career in New Orleans, which I doubt. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with him, the clock is already ticking, yeah. which is scary it. to say about a guy so young. I doubt it, but with... I hope he can become like a Charles Barkley level mm-hmm. type talent as far yeah. as Hall of Fame number. You know what yeah, I mean? to me it's just going to be a matter of how much is he able to develop his ability to go get his own shot. Yeah, and, and we don't know. I, I don't yeah. know yet. <laughs> like right now, don't get me wrong. He has that. You know, when he when he seals a defender, he's pretty much two points. It's a bucket, yeah. But it's going to be like you know when he gets to the playoffs, they're going to be able to stop stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's a matter of how much can he develop into the 
give me the ball, and then I can go get us a shot. I think it's going to come with, you know, and that's going to come with the coaching around him and the development. That's Definitely. what that's going to come You know, with. as the team continues to, I think right now for his development, it's great for him to be playing with a guy like Brandon Ingram who mm-hmm. can take some of that pressure off of him. You know, but long term, I don't know how much it'll really help him because in the end, I think you would want Zion having the ball in his hands. I think another plus for him, though, is uh, the GM they got out there. He, David Griffin. He really uh, takes his time with Zion. Definitely, definitely. Like, he really does. <laughs> they, they've done a lot of moves that... Uh, he's um, shown me a lot. He's shown me that he really yeah, cares. Yeah, like he's building, I mean? he's building young guys. He's, he's putting young guys around Zion who can kind of grow... Mm-hmm. As he grows as and well. And he watches him like if he if the dude is hurt, you're not going to play. Definitely. You know yeah, I mean? He's definitely taking the hurt. cautious approach with it, yeah. which I can respect. For sure. I mean, asset is valuable as a number one pick. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't take any chances. Yeah. Um, and then the jaw question. I love jaw because he's already shown as a rookie that, you know, I had the questions about Trey Young, about Devin Booker with the, you know, how much can you affect winning. Mm-hmm. Ja kind of came in in his rookie year and showed like, hey, I'm already a guy who can affect, you know, affect how much the team can win that's a fact you know just off of his rookie year he, he, he um what was the word i'm looking for he surprised me yeah he did i thought he was i mean memphis was probably the most surprising team in the regular yeah, season yeah, for last sure year. shout out to memphis i thought he uh i thought he was good coming out of college i didn't know how good he was gonna be you know I, what i mean I, i'll say this i thought there was definitely a significant drop off between him and zion yeah and the thing is yeah. now at the end of the season this it could really be over exaggerating because yeah. Zion was kind of iffy with mm-hmm. his health, and because Ja was just such an excellent player throughout the whole year. But mm-hmm. I feel like that gap is significantly shrunk to the point where yeah. you know you're definitely not mad if you're Memphis right now. Oh, I'm not mad if I got Ja Morant, especially team for him sure. and Jaron Jackson Jr. as a duo. And that's another one I'll be watching too yeah. to see his development. I think he can be something one day. I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Defensively, if he defensively, I think he can be really special. How much he can improve on the offensive end will really kind of say a lot. And another thing with with Jaren Jackson, rebound the fucking ball. For yes, me, bro. rebound yes. the fucking. I need ball. you to be at ten rebounds a game, Jaren. For Jackson. some reason, he can't rebound. He gives off that Brook Lopez vibe. <laughs> like he just doesn't want to rebound for some reason, and right. I just don't know what that's about. I don't when get he it. He could probably easily get ten a night. Yeah, which it hurts the case of me saying that he's a pretty good defensive player. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like he's he one of be those able to weird players. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those weird players. You need to be able to finish that with the that possession with the rebound yeah um all right so yeah any other guys that you want to talk about as far as you know i think young guys in the younger hall of fame? Guys i know i'm missing somebody but those are the younger guys i'm watching and yeah, no, i'm you trying to think mean? about the top picks in the past couple of drives. yeah the, those not, probably the guys i'm watching the I, i'll say this i don't think well i know this is asking a lot because we're <laughs> saying it before they've even played one game okay but so you're you talking think, about a newer yeah, guy yeah i was gonna say do you think there's anybody from this rookie class who has any hall of fame potential oh I, i'll just say this i think james wiseman has a chance to be a multi-time all-star so, so. that puts Especially him being where he's at so to me that puts him in the at least hall of fame like right at least area i was gonna say at least uh, puts him in the conversation um uh, if he stays in golden state and he develops like he's supposed to develop which would I expect him to, to develop to where he should be? He'll get there. Yeah. But being out there in Golden State, they take their time with players. Definitely. Uh, I think he can. He he might be one of those guys to watch out of this draft. Okay. As far as the rest of these dudes, uh, I I really don't know with some of these other guys. I'm I'm, I'm not too 
I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know okay. about Okay. Nah, trust this me. It's one of the weirdest drafts ever. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely <laughs> is. And I think as the season unfolds and really, yeah. you know, this could be one of those drafts where, you know, after the first season you're thinking about it one way and then maybe yeah. five years down the road you have a completely different look at That's it. That's a fact. That's a fact. So because guys' situations are, you know. Everybody's in the, you know, it's going to take, it's all about where you at. I yeah. guess the team you at. It's going to take, you know, the dominoes to fall. Definitely. But, um, yeah, with that being said, that'll go ahead and wrap up that one. Um, the next question uh, is going to be sent in by Cena. Hi. It's going to be, what was the highlight? Who is my girlfriend? Shout out to her. <laughs> I, I love you. Uh, what is the highlight? What was the highlight of this past season? Now, I feel like I know what you're <laughs> oh, going to say. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, as a Braun guy, I know what you're going to oh, say. I'll, oh, this was a great season for me. Even though I'm a Wizard fan and it wasn't amazing for us as a team, I always have that cushion of, my favorite player is at least going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I, I, I like seeing him win in another place because it shut up a lot of people. I'll be honest. 100%. 100%. <laughs> that was and, my highlight. And, and I love because this was the first year. Well, yeah, this was really the first year where I was like, you know what? I appreciate Braun. You know what I mean? Because he's one of those. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's like. He's one of those guys we probably won't see again. Yeah, that's so the thing. Like, like I'm starting to realize, it. like, hey, man, he's towards the end. Like, mm-hmm. I need to appreciate it while I have it because. I've been defending like this guy said. for so long. So when he wins, I, yeah. I love it. That and so, nice. and then it was like, in the beginning of the year, it was like, man, they're going to be the best team. You know what yeah. I mean? Majority of the regular season, it was like, you, you didn't think anyone in the West was really going to stop them. Yeah, and in they the, actually lived up to it. And the bubble, in the beginning of the bubble, it was like, oh, they're looking kind of. And then they lose that game one to Portland, and it's like, man, what's going on? I wasn't worried. I'll be honest. I wasn't you. worried because I know, I know how Braun is at this mm-hmm. point. He, he's liable to give up the first, the and first. Whenever game. he loses a game one, I mm-hmm. never panic because he yeah. loses game one. I was gonna one. say he's gone down 0-1 in one series so many yeah. times. Like and that never matters because yeah. the next it's, game. And especially with 20. a guy as much experience as him, like mm-hmm. I'm not. Until he, hell, even when he's down 3-1, I'm still not counting the guy out. Yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, unless in, until the other team has four wins, I'm not really panicking. He's one of those players, and people, you know, people have their, you know, debates or whatever. I think yeah. he's a top two player ever. I by, agree. By far. I agree. You know, I, don't, you can, I don't think you can even really debate I was say, you can give, I don't mind MJ. I don't mind MJ. He was that cold. Like, with the fact that you <laughs> said top two, like, I feel like it's almost undebatable. Yeah, I don't mind people saying MJ at one because, shit, I mean, you. Yeah, <laughs> we I'm, seen it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, we watched the last dance. Cold. And then cold, we saw yeah. all the other stuff, too. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. For me, um, kind of a highlight that is – we kind of spoke on a minute ago, mm-hmm. but this is just me as a as a you know I'm a DC fan too, mm-hmm. but you know DC wasn't really yeah you got to look past yeah it I was sometimes. gonna say you got to look at the you got to look at the whole spectrum of the mm-hmm. league. I what I saw from Luca mm-hmm. um, in that series against the Clippers to me just it solidified to me, and what I saw from Jason Tatum in the playoffs solidified to me that to me those are like two guys who are like very much up mm-hmm. next. Luca's already here now. Mm-hmm. as far as like being a top five, top ten player, but Tatum is well on his way. I like and I it. think whatever guys are like, you know, on the border of not being top ten guys, when they kind of fall off, Tatum I think is next to jump, get that next spot. I think Tatum is better than a lot of small forwards in the league right oh, now. Oh, agree. Like, and the thing, that I, <laughs> the thing that was underrated for a long time that I've really started appreciating the bubble is defense. Yo, I don't think it gets talked about enough. At all. He's a great defender, bro. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. <laughs> he gets blocks. He gets rebounds. He he does a lot. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, like, to be honest with you. 100%. And, 
yeah, I mean, those are the highlights of of the season for us. I, I feel, feel like so. I yeah. it was a really great season. It was um, right? the bubble, like you said, bubble. It was hoop a was long good. season. It was. It I was. think this season coming up is going to be a, a, another one like this last one. It's going to be different. But I think yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be different. I think it's going to be real interesting, bro. Yeah, and then we got two more questions left. So we're gonna get one from Malik Emanuel here. Shout out to him, another former Bethel Hooper with us. Um, he wants us to talk about. Dating, materials, and style. So, you know, Emory, we're both young men, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's just talk about it. If you, let's just say you're setting up a date, right, with okay, a female. Cool. <laughs> what are you looking for? What are some things that you want to make sure that you're doing? That I'm that's doing? A, that you're doing or that you're setting up for the date. Okay, so me, uh, I'm a little different than most guys. Uh I'm gonna pay for everything. I'm not right. saying most dudes don't do that, but yeah. I don't want to. If it's our first time meeting her, any, yeah. honestly, at this point in my life, I don't really. I'll pay for all of this. Yeah, but as far as and I feel like any guy, not to butt in, but I feel like mm-hmm. any guy should at least be prepared for that. Yeah, I feel you know like what I mean. Taking a girl out, yo, have it at least have it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, if she's really it. insisting on, you know, mm-hmm. she's got herself or whatever, which I respect. You know what I'm saying? I still be like, yo, no, yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. I mean, that's the number one thing I'll probably, that's what I think of first when I'm on a first date, but I barely do dates with females. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to me. When I, if I'm linking up with a girl first time, it's more me to like scope her out. I got you. I know what I bring to the table. It's yeah, more nah, me to definitely. scope her out. You know definitely, what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Um, what about like style? I know you, you're a big fashion guy. Yeah. What, what are, um, what are some, some trends that you're kind of either noticing right now or Maybe if you can give us some tips on some stuff that you're on that, you know, some secrets you might want to share with us. First off, I'm going to start by this. The fashion game is getting watered down. And and you know what? And and, (laughs) and I'm not as deep into it as you, but I completely agree. So, like, this type of stuff that I like to wear, mm -hmm. like, even Bape. You know, Bape is something that, you know, it's purchasable for most people. Yeah. But they oversaturated. Yeah, so now when I go to to get a a Bape piece... It's got to be a it's something that, that that nobody got, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So when I look at the fashion shit nowadays, I get shit that I like. I like comfortable shit. I like mm-hmm. uh, so mostly nowadays I do sweats, but I do expensive sweats. I'm not saying I'm rich, yeah, but I yeah. like the good sweats. You yeah, know I was gonna mean? say it's not it's, it's no reason to <laughs> not spend I mean? that extra ten dollars for good yeah, material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or something I like, like the good sweats. I'm not too big on the designers, but I like wearing certain designer stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I wear a t-shirt that you want to know is designer. Yeah. I'm that type of guy nowadays. I, I change kind my swag Kind of beat to your own bit. drum type, yeah. of, type but of But as world. far as like the street fashion shit, you know, everybody think they can dress now. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That is true. So in the kicks, it's... they messed up the kick game a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I've been, I mean, yeah. So I kicks changed my been... kick game too. I, you yeah. know, you got to switch it up nowadays. So what I tell the dudes that want to get flea, Think outside of the box, but get definitely. that flea stuff. You can get flea stuff that people don't even know about. Definitely. You got to do your research, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was going to say another thing. This was something that I was kind of, when I started kind of realizing it myself, helped me a mm-hmm. lot more. Realize, under, like, when you are about to buy something or, yeah. or you're getting something, ask yourself why you actually want to buy it. Yeah. Like, don't, do you actually like this or you just get the hype? <laughs> let's be honest. Like, when we all got into the game in the very beginning, mm-hmm. very, very beginning, there was probably at least one or two shoes that you purchased where you were just like, man, people are talking about it. Like, I just want Everybody it. Everybody has got or at least some pers- yeah, yeah, like that Like, before. just something they pursued that they didn't even really want. It was just like, I just want to fit in with the people at school yeah. or whoever the people are And that's why considered. the kick game was watered down. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is now, that's just what everybody is doing. Mm-hmm. But have, a, have some originality. You know what I'm saying? You even talked about it mm-hmm. yourself. 
how you know you're going for the stuff that you know other people aren't gonna have. Yeah, I try to wear like, even if it's something they got. Most of my pieces, like like right now, I have on the B Long shirt. This is like one of the older ones. Yeah, this exactly. Is no new, you know what I mean? I've had this yeah. for like three years. Yeah, and then that you know <laughs> something that that does that's nice is it incorporates the fact that you know. Not saying that that's a vintage piece, mm -hmm. but I'm saying like it's the, a little bit different. The you know older I mean? stuff is always some is something that's been super popular now, mm -hmm. and then of course brands like you know Velo and mm -hmm. Babe stuff like that. That stuff's always going to be it's popular. It's the hype now, man. That's so, what it comes down to. What yeah. I will say, a tip for fashion though for people, tap into the Tokyo, Japan. They got the wave. Yeah, that's what, why I get most yes. of my fashion like. Because whatever they have, for some stuff, reason, you know what it, whatever they have there is whatever's up next in the U.S. Like, they got a lot of brands that, you know, they're not as popping here. Mm -hmm. Some people know, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. some people know. But over there in Japan, they got it, bro. They got yeah. all that, that streetwear stuff you need. And I'll, be, and I'll be honest, in the U.S., I've started to realize there's also kind of been this, this weird European influence that's kind of, of starting course, to creep in, of too. Course, of course, of <laughs> course. And, 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 you know, the European game, I feel like, is starting to... You know, kind of be a lot like what you were saying about, you know, Japan and, and stuff like that. It's, you're starting to predict, you know, it's like a, a cycle between U.S., Japan, and, and Europe. Mm -hmm. Where it's like between the three of them, it's like that, that's really where the main mix That's where the fashion come is. from, man. Japan got it, though. They was wearing masks before all this. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. they was mixing it in with the fashion, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I mean? very true. <laughs> that is very true. All right. Um, now we're going to get into our last question um, very open, open-ended sports question. Mm -hmm. So from my friend, John Blankenship, shout out to him and, I his, with him. I know and him. <laughs> his podcast. He has a podcast too. Yeah. Real chill guy. He has his podcast to hear me out. It's movies and all that stuff. So Dope. yeah, definitely. Um, he wants to know what is the single greatest attribute an athlete can have in any sport? Mentality. Yeah. You know, you shout out to Kobe, rest in peace. Definitely. Mentality, bro. Like, that's what it comes down to for most of these guys. Even the guys that you, that you've seen that you thought was going to be somebody, it came down to mentality. Yeah. They didn't make it because, you know, yeah. mentality. It comes down to do you really want to do this? Do you really got yeah. what it takes? That's what I think it is. Yeah, and to me, mine kind of goes along with yours, and mine is humbleness in the mm -hmm. sense that, you know, you have to realize even when you accomplish something, there's always something next that you can look forward to. You know, yeah. definitely... I'm not saying don't live in the moment and don't appreciate what you accomplish at yeah. that time, but it's like understand what you're doing, but also understand that there are people who are working to do just as well as you or better. That's and you, you got to be able to match that work. You got to admire the guys like the Kobe's, the Bronze exactly. that did it for so long yeah. because they know it's a guy, especially like a Kobe. When Bron was coming in, he, he knew it's a young yep. dude coming in exactly. here that's trying to take that life. Right as soon as, I mean, let's be honest, right when Kobe. You know, when Shaq left the Lakers, then Bron came. I was gonna on, say yeah. that's as soon as Bron came in the league. Kobe's looking like, hey man, this is supposed to be the spotlight on yeah, me. Yeah, I'm supposed to be that yeah. guy now. And, and give, I, I, I'll say this: I've been critical of Kobe mm -hmm. some, a lot of times, but he was still able to make himself in the spotlight for a full decade after Bron got in the league. Literally, you know, it was it was. Braun was reaching his full prime, mm -hmm. and people were still saying, "Hey, Kobe, Kobe or better Braun. than him." Like people yeah, were saying, like, like, Yo, "Kobe might be still better." Than him. Exactly. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? That's exactly. why I respect those type of yeah. guys. I think in the long so run, long. I think in the long run, we've seen, you know, as you talked about, LeBron is a top two guy, mm -hmm. undoubtedly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Undebatable, any of that stuff. But Kobe is more than than held his own in that all time. Debate. He's in my top five personally. Yeah, my I have I have him five. in the top ten. Yeah, top ten comfortable. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I have him five, I, you know, a lot of people look at it as reach. But my top five. I is, don't. 
Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's a reach. I don't think it's a reach yeah, yeah, by yeah. any means. And the thing is, you also have to look at the influence that he had on this modern generation of players. And that's what it comes down with for me. A lot of people put AI in their top five for that exact yeah. reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I couldn't get behind that. I'll be honest. <laughs> a lot of people love him, but I got Kobe because when I grew up, this is the guy seen as like one of the blueprints. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, man, I think that was a, a great way for us to wrap up the segment and also yeah, wrap sure. up this podcast, man. Um, Emery, we thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, sir, all love, always. Definitely. Was there anything that you want to plug or anything you want to say to the people oh, before man, we get out? Happy holidays, man, and be safe, for real. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys, I thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to try and start the Long Twos podcast up a little bit more. You know, basketball season is right around the corner, um, so look for some more stuff from us coming out soon, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed.